0: This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. V- 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 <laughs> off the wall since
1: 1960, motherfucking six.
0: That bitch. And now, live from
2: Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan.
0: I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. And we got An One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Cool Still ghost season finale you know we saved an absolute legend for the end tell the people what we got popping, man we had to uh i mean everyone
3: was fucking going crazy on us online where's the joe interview where's gifted hater for fuck's sakes yo i hope y'all enjoyed that last week and he was maybe gonna be the ender but we've been trying to Fucking get our boy Malto in the booth for a hot minute. He came through in the clutch for us, and holy shit, uh, I don't think I've had so much fun listening to story time in years. Uh, Malto, one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet, gracious with his time, just an all around good dude, and just blessed us for literally three hours straight. Obviously, trimmed it down a little bit in the edit room, but uh, brace yourselves for. One of I'll say a top five episode we've ever done. It's hard to fucking rank all the best ones, but he's up there. This is one of the funnest interviews we've done in a long time. Sean Malto in the building, baby. Fool's lived a crazy life. He's the baby faced assassin mm-hmm. of the skate world, man, the chosen one. And uh yeah, everything, everything was a blast in this one, so enjoy. Then we take him, y'all straight to the post office. Had to squeeze in as many as we could to end the year. Thanks for all your emails and voice notes, and then of course some fantasy football talking. The rundown. My season ended for fuck's sake, Simon Disher. Uh, but we have some fun there talking NFL, man. Let's get it.
0: You know we saved an absolute massive episode for the season finale, heading into the holidays. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's a long one. But my God, is it a good one! Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at the Bunt Live. Hit us up on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash The Bunt. Ghost man, we are heading into the new year. One thing we like to do here at the Bunt is, you know, keep it honest and uh, hit me with your New Year's resolution, man. What, what his story is just yell ch- my son just <laughs> got home from school and he ran in and screamed daddy man. so nice. it's, it's wholesome over here Are we keeping that in the pot or what could you hear it yeah that was awesome to hear him all <laughs> the way from over the pond
3: oh New year's resolution mm-hmm Shit, man you go first I didn't think of one
0: okay well we always do this man and i think for the last five years straight i've said that i need to use my cell phone less in the car um i'd like to think i'm getting better at this Um, obviously bridget and my family would disagree um i'm always getting yelled at in the car checking fantasy scores checking this and that like still have to work on that but i'm taking it in a new direction man you know when people ask you to make plans And you know damn right you're not going to do it. But you say, yeah, I'll try. Or, yeah, I think I can come. Or, you know, I'll hit you up on that day. In 2024, I'm just going to be straight honest with people, man. Like, I'm not coming. Or I can't do it. Like, there's no need to have a second conversation about why you can't do it. Don't lead people on, man. Just be straight up with people from the get-go. I just... (laughs) I can't come to whatever you're asking me to come to. All right.
3: Yo, Donald, I don't know what your level of self-awareness with this is, but you just blew my mind because in our circle of friends, you're literally legendary for (laughs) bunting on shit. And like, sometimes like we know just by your first initial response that you're not coming. Like you're, so I'm actually happy to hear that we won't have to do the, like, the second fake combo where it's like, oh, like, I'm actually not coming. It's like, yeah, I knew that a week ago when you texted me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there because you're, you're the king bunter. But that's good, man. it will just save the homies a lot of time. And New Year, New Year, New You. Um, I, I respect that. Bro, the best was back in the day when we both lived on Coxwell, and I, I feel like... <laughs> when you first move there i would invite you to do shit downtown like every weekend and then after like the 17th weekend in a row of you saying you're coming on tuesday and then friday when i message you an hour before we're supposed to leave <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god that's crazy it's been a long time coming but you know i, I had an, an epiphany is that the word epiphany yeah this year <laughs> where it's got to stop man it's it's out of control uh I ain't fooling nobody no more. You are Uh, out of control. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because um, this originally came to me when I was at hockey last week because Ravigs has asked me about Puerto Rico literally every day I see him. Like, all of our friends are going to Puerto Rico, and I keep saying, like, yeah, like, I'm going to see when the time comes. I'm going to see when the time comes. And I just drove home that night, and I'm just like, dude there's no just say no and then if it happens it's like a pleasant surprise you know what I mean so yeah that's I, I gotta stop it's, I'm driving myself awesome. crazy because people hit me up and they're like so are you gonna come and I'm like in my head like I said no to you when I said maybe you know but that's not saying no bro that's so funny
3: because I mean the amount of well it's good that it was this this trip so massive that it was probably s- getting so annoying for you with like 13 different people asking you shit about it that's what it took for you to realize you needed to make a change <laughs> but the way you were talking about Puerto Rico weeks ago I already knew you weren't coming and 6 would be like yeah so Donald's locked in and I always be like dude Dono is not locked in like just play that one by ear don't plan anything for Dono until he buys his ticket <laughs>
0: You're an oh, animal But I'm, I'm actually glad. happy to hear That you're changing that Because it might it's as annoying. well man. It's annoying It's annoying for everyone Me too But I can't believe The years of shit I've probably put the homies through this <laughs> <It's> nonsense <laughs> uh, New year's resolution
3: for me I just want to be More productive In my day to day And be more Have more of a schedule When I have a day off just maximize my day so it's very it's not like a specific one but i just need some more military style discipline in my day-to-day life because being someone who works freelance uh it, it just gets way too easy to when days off start to pile up just get so out of routine and shit uh this year drinking less more active
0: skating my ass off bond video coming soon that's the goal let's fucking get it i like that man structure in one's life can go a long way obviously it's easier for people who you know have jobs where they're up and at them monday to friday but yeah it's got to be tough i mean i like that for you that's a good one man structure activity yeah. i like it bro let's get it man 2024 so this mean you're coming. skating with me at 7 30 in the morning on the weekends or is that a little too structured Oh, hell no. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Back to the episode. Sodi has been announced. Miles Silvas, Bunt alum. Absolute legend. I think clearly best part of the year. Went a long way in in making Miles the Sodi. But the show must go on. Shout out of the week. What you got for me, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A little shout out of the week brought
3: to you by the Den for skaters by skaters i've been telling you all season long to go get the den app check it out but just in case you need a little more enticing don't forget the den's got a once in a lifetime contest going on all you gotta do is go download the den app create an account to enter a chance to win an all expenses paid trip to the bunt gem this summer 2024 what more do you need all you gotta do is go to entertheden.com/bunt. One lucky winner is gonna get a lifetime pro account to the den, flights for two to Toronto, three night accommodations, exclusive bun gear, access to the VIP only opening party, and some rolling around money. That's right, some per diem. So get there while you can. Entertheden.com/bunt, and we'll see you this summer man it's the week Sodi got announced y'all thought it was gonna be quiet and to be honest it was looking pretty quiet until i saw the obvious shout out of the week none other than mr gu miyagi just kidding but that part was pretty fun we're going with mr marcos montoya you know what i'm saying I was getting desperate trying to find a shout of the week and then I just saw on YouTube posted 57 minutes ago, Mr. Marcos been paying attention to him for a minute, been waiting for the full part, he came correct y'all, couple standouts, fakie 5-0, fakie flip in the line, beautiful fakie tray down that set in France, the man's clean, what can I tell you, go check it, it's Marcos Montoya,
0: Florida made baby. (laughs) one last thing to do and that's crack some of the coldest cans in the world the newest buzz in town and the only buzz in town head over to danny's pizza on college they serving up tavern pies they got burgers they got mozzarella sticks the ghost favorite and they got beamers man what more do you need danny's pizza college street let's get it cracking man shaw malto let's wrap this season up All right, the moment we've all been waiting for, we've got Sean Malto in the building. What's going on, man?
4: Just chilling, hanging. Actually, not much at all. Just <laughs> been hanging out at home. Um, yeah, how you guys doing?
0: Chilling, same, man. Epic, happy to have you here, dog. Doug. Hell yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Show So, Sean, we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Um...
4: All right, sports moments a little easier. I'll say uh, Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, I think, the first time in Miami. Woo. That shit was mm-hmm. insane. I got to watch it live Damn. with uh, Tiba, Nuge, Mark Razzo, Eric Costin. Had a good crew. Um, Damn. And then skate moment. Is skate moment personal to me or just in general? Whatever comes to mind first. Up to you. You know what? My, my, one of my favorite skate moments for me was uh, the Pretty Sweet premiere. I was Epic. just psyched to, you know, I've watched girl videos my whole life. Yeah, right. It's my favorite video. Um, and just to be a part of something like that was, it was surreal, you know?
3: Yeah, I can't even for imagine. Sure. You, you guys put in hella work. That was like one of the most anticipated videos for a long time, other than like when we're kids. The yeah rights and stuff mean the world to us, but for that next generation, that video was like just insane.
4: I think that's like why I was like, yeah, right, seeing yeah, right at, at that age of just like figuring out skating. And then I was like fully flared adjacent. <laughs> you know?
3: yeah.
1: yeah.
4: So like I was I was around all those guys filming for Fully Flared and like was never a part of anything just because it was Lakai. But you know, we'd go on girl trips and they'd be talking about it, filming for this video, and seeing all the hype, and just being really stoked to see it. And then actually being a part of one myself with you know the whole kind of crew it was fucking insane.
3: Yeah, I never thought about that. How adjacent you would have been to all of that, but not be a part of it. I guess, I guess your stuff went to and now, right.
4: Yeah, I went to Ann now and I went pro with Mike Mo and Alex Olson who were filming for the, the Lakai video. You know? right. so I was just like around those guys and seeing everything and like just, you know, low key, like super jealous about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to hang out, too. I want to go on these trips and whatever. But
3: I'm sure the it. checks were clearing on your end, too. It's, it's all good. Yeah,
4: yeah we, I mean, I was doing fine at the time. <laughs> yeah.
3: um, so Sean, take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up and how did you get into skating?
4: I grew up in Leavenworth, Kansas. It's about an hour outside of Kansas City. Um, that's like, my dad was in the military, so we bounced around a lot when I was younger. But when... I was like six or seven. We moved to Kansas, and that's where he retired. And just growing up there, I used to uh, I used to go to this pool on Fort Leavenworth, the military base, and across the street was a DIY skate park. And so I'd always just look across the street and be like, what are they doing? Like, what the fuck is going on over there? And then slowly, you know, make my way over there. And some people were like whatever just a little kid like get out of here and some people were like here use this board and mm. from then on i was hooked like skated there all the time we we ended up just like being a part of like building at the skate park and whatever and so that's kind of like how it all started we used to steal a bunch of wood from houses that are being built on the base and just <laughs> building shit on uh, at the park but that was a really fun time. And yeah, and then eventually moved to the city when I was old enough. And just that, that was kind of it.
0: Hell yeah. So what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry? Where'd the ball start rolling for you?
4: I mean, you know how it is. It's like when you're younger and coming up, it's like everything that happens. And you're like, oh my God, I can't, like, I can't believe this is happening right now. I'm like, that's how I felt when I, I got on Escapist. Uh, the skate shop in Kansas City mm-hmm. that's the shop that like I wanted to be at that's the store I would go in as a kid that's where I bought my first board I was just like so in it and then they were like hey like whatever just being a kid and then going on a couple trips with them and then they're like hey we want to put you on the team and that was like to me I was <laughs> like all right I made it that's yeah. it I don't need anything <laughs> else give me two shop boards a month for the rest of my life and I'm chilling." Yeah, oh, yeah um <laughs> some grip tape and could. exactly a couple fucking mini logo bearing sets every <laughs> every now and again you know and i'm I'm chilling i didn't even know what bone swiss was at that point
5: yeah
0: didn't matter
4: <laughs> so yeah that was like i was tripping off that and then and then it led to like you know getting my first box from Girl skateboards in dc at the time like I was like, "Holy shit!" I get free product and skate. Like, this is it. This is I made it. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is all I ever need. It's like all that just kind of like snowballs into then going on my first trip and then you know actually getting a paycheck. Like, that's pretty crazy to think about. Like the first paycheck I got, five hundred bucks from DC. I was like,
3: "Ooh, what? This is it. Let's go!" Um, Just levels up, man. Yeah.
4: But yeah, you know, like I, I'm thankful enough to have a lot of those things happen throughout my career and so yeah, yeah, everything's been good. Some whatever. There's some setbacks and weird shit that happens to everybody, but uh I feel like I've had a pretty seamless good career so far.
3: Hell yeah, brother. That's what's up. That's what we love to hear. Fucking injuries and shit's part of the game, but keep bouncing back keep getting clips keep
0: being a legend man it all starts with that local skate shop yeah yeah every story kind of starts the same man it all starts with those core skate shops man and
4: like i'm not even gonna uh i'm not even gonna lie to you guys like i didn't really know what girl was when i was a kid like (laughs) i was such a zero kid like i had three pairs of jamie thomas's circus in a row (laughs) my first board was a train wreck zero board ever (laughs) like i loved zero i was so a part of all that shit and then uh dan askew at escapist got my tape and he was like he's like you mind if i send this around to some people and i was like yeah, I don't care, whatever. And because uh, I personally handed my tape to Jamie Thomas, like gave it to him in person, like, dude, as a kid, VHS, like, please watch this. And never got a call back. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then I got a call from Sam Smythe. And he was like, hey, it's girl, like, whatever, we want to start sending you some boards. And I was like, okay, cool. And then that's like, when i started like yeah right came in the first girl box that i got
3: oh shit. so like
4: that's when i started to like look at girl and like i watched yeah right and i was like whoa and yeah right like i didn't even get it like i was like you know justin elge doing like a switch flip front salad on a, <laughs> on a handrail at the time like that was like beyond my like I don't get what's happening here. It's, too, like, too crazy almost. Um,
3: I mean, it still and, sounds too crazy in 2023, <laughs> saying it right? out loud.
4: Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Trey Flip nose Blunt's, like, whatever. That video still holds weight to this day. But, sure. But uh, that's when I started to kind of learn about girls. So um, as much as I would be like, I've been a fan for Girl Forever, and I wanted to be a part of their team, <laughs> like, that really wasn't the case. But I yeah. am. So grateful to have people in my life like Dan ask you to show kind of like, check this out, look what these guys are doing, and then be like, oh shit, this is sick. And then obviously never looked back ever since.
3: I think that all ended up the way it was supposed to. You riding for zero just just doesn't feel the same. No,
4: that would be weird, huh? That little alternate reality,
3: but that's a fun hypothetical yeah yeah (laughs) you mentioned it real quickly but your first trip with the girl squad we talked to to mike mo about it when he was on yes we canada you guys did us the honor of passing through toronto too how fun was that looking back and were you nervous or scared on that first trip
4: oh i was absolutely terrified
5: um
4: (laughs) i think like I was so grateful to have Mike Mo with me there, you know, cause we kind of navigated that together. Mm-hmm. We kind of had each other and we'd be like, what is going on? And he'd be like, I have no idea. And I'd be like, cool. There's somebody else that knows like absolutely nothing. And I was, uh, yeah, just obviously super nervous. Wanting to skate well, wanting to like, you know, this is like, it's like your dream and this is your shot, right? It's like, don't mm-hmm. fuck it up. And mm-hmm. Like, whatever. So, yeah, but everybody was so cool. Toronto was great. Mike Mo and I, like, skated. I felt like we skated well enough, you know what I mean? And, like, just being around him, I never even fucking talked to anybody besides Mike Mo, I feel like. I was too nervous. Uh, Jeremy Rogers giving us a hard time. That was a little weird. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He just like, you know, that guy will never, if there's an opportunity to talk shit or say something, he will always take it. (laughs) Right. And so he was just laying into us, but it was pretty funny. And then, so Costin came later on in that trip. He came like three days late. Mm -hmm. And Sam Smythe like sat Mike Moe and I down And he was like, Hey, you know, this is all fun and games and like, you know, you guys have been great, but like, Costin's coming tomorrow. And we're like We were like, What?
0: That's epic.
4: And he's like, Costin's coming, you guys better bring your A game. Like Oh shit. (laughs) You know? I'm just I'm just saying and we were like, Holy shit. And I think, I mean, obviously he's fucking with us, but at that time we were like,
0: uh... It meant everything.
4: Yeah, I mean, everything. And then we were in the lobby and Mike Mo and I were just chilling and Costin rolls up with like this big ass roller bag, like just as tall as him rolling into the hotel lobby and we were like, "Oh my God, this dude is fucking!" He brought suits with him to go to like an award ceremony, like he's going to like these black tie events, like you know. To us, he's like Jordan, like
3: yeah,
4: he's yeah. the guy. Um, ended up being just golf clubs, turns <laughs> out. <laughs> he just wanted to golf. And then he came, and uh, I remember so that long ledge over dirt. Yes, we Canada. Costin yeah. backtails it. Remember that clip.
3: You hit it with the nolly back nose grind.
4: Legendary. I hit it with the nolly back nose grind. I was psyched on that. But Costin was backtailing, right? Not even coming close. That dude barely made it halfway. <laughs> and just <laughs> like being just a young kid and just like whatever, trying to fit in or trying to just think of anything I could actually say to anybody. You know what I mean? When you're in that state, you're like, what, yeah. what can I actually say? Yeah. And I was like, 20 bucks this try I don't even know why I said it <laughs> fucking costing he's like okay whatever back tails the whole thing lands it wow I am broke I have no money <laughs> and I'm like fuck and then he didn't actually take 20 bucks off me but I had to buy him like a piece of like chocolate cake is like a dessert from somewhere, and I remember being like, "Oh, you owe me twenty. Just buy me this." And I remember thinking like, "Damn, this is like smoking my budget for the trip." <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, that all worked out. Hey, we're here now. That's, that's fucking that's epic,
3: awesome, man. man. J. Raj, yeah, no pity for the youngins. Mm-mm.
0: No, he probably got it pretty bad himself,
3: for sure. But some
4: people like. You know, I feel like he brings that on himself.
0: Yeah, it's
4: probably (laughs) deserved. You know, he's like the he was like the kid, like talking shit to everybody and whatever. I'm sure people like fucked with him. But Mike Moe and I were like just quiet kids. We were like, we don't, we're scared for people to look in our direction. (laughs) But Jeremy was like, I'm gonna go out of my way and talk a bunch of shit to you, and like we were like, "Uh, we don't know how to handle this.
0: Just ignore them. Yeah, exactly. So you've had a number of legendary parts, Transworld and Now, and Pretty Sweet probably topped the list. But at what point in your career did you feel like you were at the peak of your powers?
4: Definitely Pretty Sweet. I felt the best I've ever felt, I think, skating. And also, too, like that's when I, like a few months Was it that? It was like maybe a year after that I rolled my ankle super bad. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting reconstructive ankle surgery after that. But during Pretty Sweet, I just felt like everything was easy. I never got sore. Tricks just worked. I was like learning things in the streets. Like everything was just like working at that point. And like we were – companies had a lot of money too at that point too. So we were like – traveling everywhere like I felt like I was on tour for like three years straight which was awesome <laughs> so it was uh yeah I feel like that was like when I felt the best I've ever felt before
0: definitely showed man pretty sweet was fucking unreal now
4: it's just like you know now I just wake up and like who knows what I'm gonna get <laughs> <laughs> Some days I feel shitty and skate great. And some days I feel great and skate shitty. It's just like, who actually knows what's going to happen?
0: There's no rhyme or reason anymore, no. man.
3: Yeah, when you were describing how you felt, that uh, just uh, felt like a million years ago, not getting sore, learning tricks easily, being a beast, fuck. And then it was just like getting to the spots,
4: you know what I mean, like... It was like, oh, I want to escape this place in China. Just being able to go or like, let's go to Japan or let's go to Spain or whatever. We just had like, felt like we were just on trips constantly. Um, yeah. And then just like being ready for it.
3: The good old, it- well, yeah, you're around our age. I don't know. How old are you now? I'm 34. How old are you guys? 35 and 36. So we f- we feel you. Which
4: we're still young. Like, I feel great. Yeah. Um, it's just different. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you skate for a few days. You got to take a day off.
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) I never got that as a kid, but catches up to you.
3: I know the most annoying part I find is for trips is like before, if you're like, okay, I'm going on a five day trip, you're going to skate for five days. And now it's like, fuck five day trip. You might have, two or three actual like solid full days in you that's
4: that's the thing did i went on a trip with like the younger real guys not all that long ago uh like mason and tanner and uh patrick Proman, jack olson those guys mm-hmm. and it was fucking one of the most frustrating trips i've ever been on <laughs> 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 like we would go to a spot i'd be like damn this spot is sick they would be out the car through their warm ups, trying their trick before I was like kick flipping on flat. Ground. <laughs> yeah. I was like stretching, like trying to get going, and they'd already be, and then like I'd fucking try to catch up to them wherever they were at in the session. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to watch and it was amazing. Like those dudes are so sick, they're super cool. But damn, I was like, I missed that feeling of jumping out of the van and just getting on the rail, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. We're, we we got to be smarter these days, you know what I'm saying? Pick your battles. Mm-hmm. So your shoe free agency happened to coincide with probably like the peak of your popularity and productivity, which was a perfect storm to get a nice deal, you know what I'm saying, with the shoe brand. But we, we heard there was quite the battle behind the scenes to sign you when you were leaving Etnies, I believe. What can you tell us about that time and how you landed with Nike?
4: Yeah, so I was... uh, It it was like a perfect storm. I feel like companies just were like... Skating had so much money behind it for whatever reason at that time. and I was on Etnies for three years with uh, some of my best friends, Davis Torgerson, Mikey Taylor, Tyler Bledsoe uh, Devin Calloway. We had like such a sick team, but it was mm-hmm. kind of getting picked apart. Just people leaving for other brands and whatever. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go just see what I can do when I go out, you know, just like, let me go talk to some other people. Maybe I'll stay with that knees, but I felt like I owed it to myself to go talk to other brands and see what's out there.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And Nike was the first one I called. I called Nike and my good friend, Hunter Marira, I was like, called him. And I was like, hey, I really want, you know, to be a part of Nike. Is that possible? And he was like, nope, not possible. And I was like, okay. Oh, shit. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, we're loaded up, like, whatever. Like, That's not what there, I expected. There's no budget. And I was like, sick. All right. Like, fuck. Cool. <laughs> well, let me go, like, talk to other people, you know? And like, I made my rounds, I think. Uh, like, it's smart to do. You hear everybody out. And it kind of dwindled down to either Adidas and DC. Like, that's where it kind of, like, went. And so, DC was definitely, like, a considerable amount more money at the time. It was, whatever, DC was, they were just throwing money at everything.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, it was that super team era. Exactly. You know, when Chris
4: Cole, Mikey Taylor, Mike Mo. Nyjia, like, they just were like, let's just throw money at a team, right? And so I knew Jeff Taylor from EtNes, and he was at DC. And so he called me, and, like, we talked through it. And I was like, well, damn, like, this could, you know, change my life financially. But I was like, you know, it's DC, like, it just <laughs> d- didn't fit me, you know? I'm not talking shit on DC. you rode for
3: DC when you were a kid. Let's not forget that. Exactly. I was
4: on them when I was 15. Like, I I skated those shoes 15 and 16. And um, I was, whatever. I I don't know. I just wasn't excited about the product at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like kind of thinking about it. And I was like, fuck, I really don't, you know, I don't want to make a move solely on money. Yeah. But also like this is some pretty like life changing shit for me. So
3: Can you uh, say the number or is it keep that to yourself?
1: I
4: mean
3: I don't know. It's been a while. I guess I
4: never did it, so (laughs) it's (laughs) been a while. But ah, fuck it. It was eight hundred grand a year.
5: Woo!
4: With with shoes in the line and royalties on top of that. So it was like
5: Oh my god
4: it was a lot of money and I was like tripping like fuck, you know? And (laughs) the, the Adidas number was a lot less than that. And I was like, fuck, like, uh, I don't know. And then I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, this is something that's going to help me out in the future. And like, skating, skating, but also like, I I was like, I need to make some money and and secure myself in a way. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to do DC. And I called Jeff Taylor and was like, I'm down, you know? And he was like, cool. Thank you. And I was like, all right, I'm going to fly to LA and I'm (laughs) going to come in and sign the contract. And he was like, great. So I flew to LA. I landed, my flight got delayed. I landed late and I was like, Hey, I'm actually going to go to Palm Springs on this four-star trip. And then, uh, I'll just hit you up when I'm back. And he was like, okay, cool. Damn. So when I flew Ooh. when I flew to LA, I went to Palm Springs. I got the call from Hunter Mariah. And I was like, uh, and he was like, hey, I think we have something for you. Oh, and I'm shit. like, what do you mean? He was like, can you get on a plane in two days and come to Portland? And I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Like, I'm down. <laughs> oh. And then I got on the plane, like, just... Dodge Jeff Taylor, like, fucking, just, like, being a little, being a little kid, definitely regret, regret that, like, sorry, Jeff, if you're listening to this, that was so annoying of me, and (laughs) I would have done things a lot differently now that I'm older, but, so I got on the plane, I went to Portland, we talked through some Nike stuff, and ultimately it was, like, not gonna front, it wasn't as much as DC, but I was, like, this is, great You're financial hype. move and I get to be somewhere where I wanted to be in the first place and I love the shoes I love everything about Nike skating and what they're doing and whatever ended up signing the deal and doing that and then I had to have a very awkward call with Jeff Taylor <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like dude I'm so sorry like and he was just like I, he was cool about it for sure but like he was like whatever it's all good. Like, whatever. Whatever. And I was like, huh? you know.
3: Yeah. And you know, yeah, those that never feels good <laughs> yeah. when they try and just like. Nothing you can yeah. say. There's mm-hmm. nothing I could say.
4: And there's also like, what is he supposed to say? Like, oh, it's all good, dude. Don't worry about it. No, he's like, I probably made him look pretty bad to certain mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't even think he works there anymore and I think he's doing really well is what I've the last time I heard and I hope nothing but the best for that guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if the flight wasn't delayed and you you landed on time and went right to d c would you have missed the Nike call
4: oh I think it was a done deal yeah wow Damn. like it would have been all I would have been on d c whatever like that would have been it crazy. But I trip on that too because I look back at that and not only like do I look at like how my life would have been differently, but I look at the dream DC sold at that time. You know, like
5: mm-hmm.
4: I remember sitting in the meetings and then being like we're going to take care of you guys, we're going to f- whatever, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We got like all these plans for the future. Every single one of those guys that was a part of that aren't even there
0: anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Clean the whole house out.
4: Mikey's gone. Cole's gone. Fucking Jeff Taylor's gone. It's like mm-hmm. the whole thing is Nigel's gone. I was like, Sam, they, they, like not only would I have been on DC for whatever, like whatever that looks like, like I probably would have been out of a job right now, which is kind of crazy to think about off a of missed flight. And like
3: That's fucking crazy. All
4: these things, yeah.
3: Uh definitely Twist. worked out for the best for you. Like there's no no way around that. It worked out for the best. So that's awesome. It's just I can't imagine like him probably telling his coworkers and shit, he's like, I got Malto, let's do this, and then <laughs> he's trying he's trying to give you eight hundred K a year and you're dodging him. He's probably so confused. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs>
4: I offer some astronomical amount of money, I'd like totally yeah. bail on them. <laughs> dude, it was a dick move, and I'm I like I feel so bad about that, but shit, like, thank God I didn't do that at the end of the day.
3: Hey man, it's the skate industry, it's not perfect, it's far from it.
4: No, exactly.
0: So, we heard a little bit about DC and Nike, obviously, but how close were you to signing with Adidas? Pretty, I mean, pretty close. Like, I, I loved
4: the, the shoes at Adidas. Like, I loved the footwear. I loved, like, their skate shit. And being such a sports fan, you know, like, when it was between Adidas and DC, like, I really wanted to be on Adidas. Because, whatever, like, you know, there's all this, like, like they, they sent me, like, an Eric Berry signed frame jersey, from Eric oh, Berry that yeah. played for the Chiefs. Like,
5: oh, hey, I hope you join it. the
4: team, <laughs> signed by Eric Berry. I got, like, a life-size poster of him that I had in my loft in Kansas City for years. I, like, was super down. And they even sent, Did they sent, like, a? they sent a shoe with my name on it. Oh, so, oh, like, dude. it they had, like, ready. Malto on the thing. And I was like, Fuck, these they're they're being super generous, they're being like really nice, they're super cool. Financially, it was drastically different. I think that's like why it kind of like went the other way
0: at the time. hmm
4: But did funny enough, that shoe ended up on like an auction or something. Like some I was
0: gonna ask, like, do you have it or like where So I I have it. I have
4: it still. <laughs> but
0: that's a crazy it showed story.
4: up it showed up somewhere like someone was like raising money for something and auctioned it off and they were super pissed at me and this is years years later they're like who did you give that to whatever and i was like i i have it like i, I have it still <laughs> but somebody at the time that left adidas Hat, there was an extra pair, and they took it. Oh, oh, they like shit. gave it to us, and then it got like leaked around somewhere and eventually ended up online somewhere, which was super funny. I mean, I was on Nike, too, at the time, so it was a little bit awkward, but I was like, I yeah. didn't make it. This, these uh, guys made it. <laughs> no. Oh, did you see what it went for? Wild. No. No, I was honestly like... Well, originally, I was like, oh, my God, did I give it to somebody? <laughs> or like, did Someone I lose it? it? And then bro. I went... I went and found it, and I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Uh, And they kind of got to the bottom of it. So, I'm still friends with all those guys. Like, I went golfing with those dudes, Uh, the people like the Adidas skate guys. Like, when they're in town, we golf together, and
2: that's dope.
4: It's all good with them. DC, not all good with (laughs) them. Maybe not. (laughs)
3: What about Etnie's, man? Shit, they didn't want to break the bank to keep you.
4: Etnie's was good. We, but I just like everybody left. I was like, I liked it. What at the time we were there, I had like some of the funnest trips of my life were with Etnie's. But like everybody just got picked apart, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, fucking Etnie's was like the farm system, did they? Like, <laughs> 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 <Jeez>. <laughs> like the the players just like. The bigger companies just came in and- One by one. They got everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Not to air out other people's shit, but I wasn't as bad as Shane O'Neill, I felt like. Shane (laughs) O'Neill shot like ads for DC. (laughs) (laughs) You got to talk to him about that, but I heard some shit. I heard he flew first class from Australia to California. He shot portraits. Oh, shit. And then it never happened.
3: Yeah, I remember. Whew. I remember hearing nice rumors seat. around that time too, and like ultimately being happy that he stayed on Nike. I was like, "Dude, just fucking stay." It's the, probably yeah. the same kind of reasons you wanted to go there instead of <clears throat> ride for somewhere else with more money, but like product that you weren't as hyped on. So. Yeah,
4: I mean, I think, I think we can all agree that Shane and I made a, a good
0: decision. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. yeah, for the longevity, man. Exactly. Yeah, but
4: I wish those dudes nothing but the best. You know, I feel like Kayla's carved out such a sick thing there. Yeah, yeah. he's locked and loaded. Um, he's locked and loaded. He's doing a bunch of cool shit, and yeah, DC treated me so well when I was younger. So I have nothing but love for DC, but just wasn't the right time.
0: Fuck, they tried though. No man. doubt. Can't fucking blame them. <laughs> Fuck.
4: They threw a lot of money at a lot of people. Yeah.
3: And they never came knocking on our doors for fuck's sakes, man. I know. I would have taken uh, 10 pairs of shoes a month, man. Could have had the the ghost (laughs) on the squad. I'm just kidding. Still could. Yeah. I mean, DC is still
4: a company. (laughs) (laughs) They're still there. (laughs) It's
3: a Vans podcast around here, baby. Uh, I mean,
4: I don't know. You're trying to wheel and deal with other companies over there. You're trying to get some fucking links over to your house. Uh, Let's cut to break.
0: Cut to break here. (laughs) Yeah. You're in beautiful Aspen doing some casual backcountry snowboarding. Not a worry in the world. Wind in your hair, sun in your eyes. Well, actually, there is no sun in your eyes because you have CHPO brand snowboard goggles on, and that's the last thing you got to worry about. But out of nowhere, you spot a grizzly bear in your peripheral vision. The grizzly bear is chasing after you. You snowboarding down the hill, dodging trees left, right, and center when it looks like he's just getting closer and closer and closer. And then an avalanche starts. The avalanche starts chasing the grizzly bear. The grizzly bear is chasing you. And by the luck of God, Travis Pastrana comes flying through in a flying squirrel suit, scoops you up, lands perfectly back on the ground safely. No grizzly bear, no avalanche, just you and Travis Pastrana kicking it now at the chalet, sipping on cold ones. Well, I got news for you. Travis Pastrana is actually CHPO brand, the worldwide leader in sunglasses, watches, and snowboard goggles. CHPO brand. Always doing it for the people. So we spoke about Pretty Sweet a little bit before, but obviously hammers from start to finish. One we got to hear a little bit about is the jumbo backside overcook, man. How was that battle?
4: That that battle fucking hospitalized me. That oh, was... shit. Yeah, it was like a... I was, so we, first of all, that was the same day that we filmed the intro to Pretty Sweet. So Raven Turché was supposed to ollie the set. Oh,
5: so fuck.
4: you know how in the intro it starts on the crank's face and the drone comes mm-hmm, around yeah. and then I back grind the rail. Raven was supposed to ollie the set. And then he was like, I ain't ollie in the set. And <laughs> <laughs> they were position. like, all right. They're like, hey, can you grind the rail? And I was like fuck, let me, let me see. I I mean, I think I can, but let me grab my board and get warmed up. Cause we were there at like 7am kind of running through it. And then, uh, eventually like whatever we do the intro, I background the rail. I had to do it four times oh for the God. shot. They like fucked up the drone situation a few times. And then finally the intro The whole thing, we're all running around. We're like super hyped. It's obviously been like such a long process for the video. This is towards the end. And then Ty was like, hey, we have the school permitted out. You want to skate the rail? And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, like I'm good. And he was like, dude, this is the, we have the school permitted. I don't know when the next time this is going to happen. And in my head, I'm like, people fucking skated this thing without a permit before. Like, we could just come back. (laughs) But, and I'm like, whatever. Like, you know what? I grinded it a few times. I feel comfortable. Like, let me get through this. Let me get myself, like, psyched, whatever. And then, so, I'm, like, rolling up, rolling up, rolling up, scared, nervous, whatever. They set it all up. And I'm like, all right, I've been up at 6 in the morning. And then... I, like, kind of try one. Like, I ollie, kind of get in, and I jump to the other side. And I was like, all right, that's not that bad. I, like, grind down to the end and then, like, kind of get freaked out for whatever reason. I got to, like, reset. So, like, I'm rolling up, rolling up, rolling up. And then at this time, like, my calf started to cramp up. So, I'm, like, stretching my calf in between, like, rolling up to the rail. And I was like, fuck it. I got to, like, do it now. If I don't do it now, like, my body's going to, like, break down. And then, so I ended up doing it. Like, did it, like, third or fourth try. Was so psyched. Like, so hyped. Get in the car to go to get food because we had been there from, like, 7 a.m. We hadn't eaten anything, whatever. At this time, it was probably, like, 3 p.m., get in the car to go to this Mexican spot, El Diablo in Silver Lake. <laughs> right when we get there, I opened the car door up and, like, my calf started to cramp up and I went to stretch it and then my quad cramped up and then I was like, oh, shit. And then I, like, started to kind of try to angle my body to, like, stretch it out and then my chest and my back, my oh, arms, fingers, fuck. everything, like everything cramped up to the point where like I couldn't get like I couldn't uncramp one thing without another thing cramping up
5: Yeah.
4: like I was just so dehydrated and so like whatever like no nutrition anything and like pretty much they dragged me into this restaurant to like get in the AC and I'm like flopping around in this restaurant I probably looked fucking crazy like I'm having a seizure so that eventually an ambulance shows up like the restaurant called an ambulance they had to like strap me down in an ambulance like bed and like Jesus. take me to a hospital what the and like fuck? i don't know if you've ever had a muscle cramp before but the scariest thing of having a muscle cramp is being locked into a chair without being able to move yeah and so when they put me on like whatever what do they call those things they they wheel out the fucking
0: yeah, just a stretcher. Um, like
4: the stretcher, they like locked me down, and I couldn't move my legs and arms, and I was just fully cramped up. I thought like I could feel like shit just pulling, oh. and like it wouldn't stop. I thought like everything was gonna snap, and eventually like got to the hospital and had to get like three bags of of IV fluid in me, and then I went straight back to Rick's How- Rick Howard's place and slept for like two days. <laughs>
3: <Fucking hell. laughs> yo, Yo. yeah you got the clip though baby <laughs> i
4: got the clip i got I the clip and that it. was like i think that was like seriously probably one of the last things for pretty sweet too it was like fuck it like i think we're done here like that's it you know? <laughs> that's
0: put a stamp on it bro
3: yeah that's scary happy to say i've never experienced that um okay so at one point, we heard that you lived with one of the most epic lineups of roommates uh when you were staying at Atiba Jefferson's house. Uh you, the Nuge, and Dylan reader, man, how cool was that era? And can you tell us about solitary confinement?
4: Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this was a fucking really fun time in our lives. Uh so I was traveling to LA a lot. And I had a girlfriend at the time who lived in LA. So I'd stay with her. We ended up breaking up. So Atiba was like, if you ever need a place to stay, he got a, he unfortunately got a divorce. So he was in his house by himself. He was like, I, I'll give you a key. If you like want to just come and stay at the place, whatever, have an extra room. And I was like, dude, that'd be amazing. So every time I came to L.A., I would just stay at Ativas. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that list just started to grow. So and then Nuge ended up getting a key and staying at Ativas. And Dylan Reeder ended up getting a key and staying at Ativas. And then it was like Wilder Zobi, a good music producer friend of ours. And it ended up being like kind of like the home away from home for everybody. All right. And... It was at the same time that Black Bar had just opened uh the skate bar off Santa Monica in Hollywood. So it was like basically this bar opened up, we all moved into Atiba's house and we just partied so fucking hard for so many years <laughs> <laughs> and just skated so much which was awesome just like waking up next to Atiba like, in the same house as Atiba, like, waking up being like, yo, yeah, where are you skating? And he's like, we're going here. And Dylan's like, oh, I'm going there. And he's just like, I'm going there. And then there's just skate sessions happening everywhere. But the rule was that Atiba, so Atiba's house is two, two stories. The top floor is his bedroom and, like, the whole, like, kind of hangout area. Mm-hmm. Downstairs is another bedroom, a living room, and then there's a, a music jam room that has no windows or anything. It's just, like, basically a, a closet. Right. So, the first person that came into Atiba's house, if there was nobody else staying there, they got the room. Right? And then the next person that came, they got solitary confinement, which was like the jam music room. Oh, shit. And then, or the next, if you came in and those were taken, you just had to sleep on the couch or the floor or whatever. <laughs> so, it just became like a rotation. But Dylan kind of like. He posted up in the spare bedroom a lot and like that dude, you know, he's still a reader. So he definitely was using that spare bedroom a lot better than most of us would be. Uh, So, you know, he kind of like that was his shit. But mine was the the music jammer. So I had like a whole system. I had like this little air mattress that I could blow up super fast and it kind of like For context of, like, how small the room was, like, the twin-sized air mattress would fit perfectly side to side in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had, like, a little space where I could put, like, my duffel bag. And that was, like, my shit. I lived there for, (laughs) like, dude, a long time. I would probably spend three or four months out of the year for, like, three years there. Damn. Uh, And we were just partying. just solitary yeah you'd never know what time it was there'd be nights too where i'd be like so tired and like whatever i'd go to sleep and that like four in the morning dudes would like come in and kick the air mattress and wake me up and be like dude get up like there's chicks upstairs like like, fuck (laughs) all right i guess i'll go fucking hang out whatever you know and just like fucking just some of the funnest times just like, you know, being in that brojo scenario, like it was basically a skate house that like you grew up in, right? Like the shitty ass skate house yeah. that we all lived in where you had a million people in there, whatever. Things were always fucked up. And, but it was a Tiva's house. So it was super nice yeah. and like right in Hollywood. And we were all like you know, we were all getting paid from skating. We were all making like pretty decent money and like just had this, like basically this clubhouse that was psycho. That was insane. It was so much fun.
0: Fuck. That sounds epic, man. Yeah. you spent a lot of time with one of the all time greats, Brandon Beeble. Do you have a Beeble story for the people? And when was the last time you talked to him?
4: I mean, I have fucking, I have Beeble stories for days. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I've hung out with that dude so much uh one of my favorite human beings on the world in the world but he like yeah he he just honestly was always super cool he's a great dude I'm trying to think of like you know what all right let's tell uh one of the first years of street league so one of the first years of street league we were all like basically kind of You know, it's the first time that like skating was like almost like a sporting event. Like Mm -hmm. the shit was in arenas. They were paying crazy amounts of money and we were getting paid great just to show up. Right.
5: Yeah.
4: And Beeble is like, Beeble's in the contest, which is so funny to think about. Like, I've skated contests with Brandon Beeble (laughs) before. Like, that's insane to me. But one street league in Seattle, I fly in. Beeble's just drinking champagne in the lobby bar, (laughs) and he's like, Malta, look at these glasses, and he has it in his hand, and he just breaks it. Like, boom, (laughs) just shatters the glass, right? And I was like, whoa. And he was like, dude, what are these fucking things? From Ikea? And he's like, I need another glass. And the bartender's like, all right. He grabs another glass, and he ends up breaking that glass, and then it kind of comes like a party trick where he's just breaking glasses. Eventually, he's like... Fucking hammered. He's gone. (laughs) And the hotel is like, all right, we're kicking you out. You need to leave. And he's like, fuck you guys. Like, I don't even want to be here anyways. (laughs) So he is beyond, though. He's gone. And Mike Moe and I are like, fuck. Well, you know, like, we're like the young guys on Girl. Like, we got to help him out. We got to, like, figure this out, right? So we, like go up to the room with them. there's like a security guard we like help him pack his stuff up and like whatever and he's just talking so much shit to everybody at this point and this is at the time do you remember those OGO 9800 bags they're like the ones with like it's like a plastic sled underneath it's basically like the biggest fucking travel asshole bag you can have okay right it's huge and so he has that thing filled to the brim. Like, it is so much shit in there. And so we're walking to find him another hotel. And he's grabbing this OGO bag that has to weigh, like, 100 pounds. And he is fucking throwing that thing, like, as hard as he can down the street. Walking up, grabbing, throwing it. He's just all kind of drunk and angry. And we're like, all right, like, whatever. We get to, like, this other hotel. I'm like, Mike Mo, you hang with Brandon. I'm going to go. I'm going to check him in pay for everything and then we're gonna like sneak him around and get up the elevator and like, just put him in the
3: room <laughs> yeah. like alright so
4: I go we do it we we sneak him in we get in the elevator and he's like fuck it you guys can have anything you want he's reaching in his pockets right he's reaching in his pockets he's like throwing <laughs> all the shit at us we're like what the f-? we're like alright 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 <laughs> right? he's kinda done he's like just like kinda like zonked out <laughs> and I look over and I was like Holy shit, I'm like, Mike Moe, check this out. He's like, what? I'm like, look at this. Dude, all right, so he's sagging his pants because he's hammered, and he's just went through all of his pockets, right? His dick is through his boxer hole, and it's laying on top of his pants, and his shirt is like at the top.
3: (laughs) Oh no. <laughs> like,
4: I was like, oh my god. I was like, <laughs> oh
5: shit. Yeah.
4: Oh, <laughs> I was like, this is the fucking funniest thing. Whatever. Like, we get him into the room, whatever. And this is like, we have a contest to skate tomorrow, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. this whole thing. So, whatever. We get him to the room. oh He passes out. We leave. The next day, we show up to the contest, and we're like, I wonder when Brandon's going to (laughs) come. And so we text Brandon. We're like, yo, where are you at? Like, where are you? Dude, he sends a photo back. He's at a hotel in Vegas, and he sends a photo of Vegas written out in cocaine.
5: And I was like, this
4: dude is fucking insane. Oh, crazy. So sick. So (laughs) did he even
3: bother to show up to get his 5K or whatever the showing up fee was at the
0: time? I don't
4: think he gave a shit at (laughs) that time. Like, yeah, who cares?
0: Um, That's fucking epic. But
4: there's like endless stories of people like that, you know, throughout the years.
3: That's uh, impressive Uh, to look back on the career he had, knowing he could get down like that as well. (laughs) Yeah. That's so sick.
4: Another shorter story. I watched him jump off a balcony to get a chick's number. He had a six-pack, and he's like, I want to play for your parking. And she was like, I'm good. And he's like, no, I got it. She was like, okay. So he jumped off the balcony in Australia with the six-pack, and he landed so hard that a beer blew through the bottom (laughs) of the six-pack and exploded. (laughs) He paid for a parking and he fucked his ankle up from jumping off that, couldn't skate for the rest of the trip. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god. Worst case, man.
0: Fucking hell, beeps.
4: He is the funnest fucking person in the world. And but yeah, just like everybody else, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Damn. I'm not blocked though. That's the funny thing. I think everybody's blocked, but I'm not.
3: Nice. Yeah, that was the the rumor that he just kinda Blocked everyone, hasn't talked to anyone, but at least you're not blocked. That's good news,
4: man. I'm not blocked, but I definitely don't talk to him. Maybe I'll hit him up. I'm going to Miami in like a week. Dude, that oh, would be I need a new some new
3: Beeble stories, man. Him and the ducks and all the animals and shit. We need an update. I know, dude. Should we get him on the bunt?
0: We did. He had one before. It was fucking epic. Beeble had one? Yeah, yeah like
4: six years, years ago. Uh, yeah. like, oh my God, I need to Recap that. (laughs) That
3: was a good one. Okay, moving on from uh, the legend of Beeble. Can you tell us about the Kenny Anderson iPod theft? What's the story there?
4: (laughs) Dude, fucking speaking of Jeremy Rogers. uh, All right, so Girl Chocolate are coming through Kansas City. At this point, I'm on flow for Girl. And so I'm like, Obviously super nervous. I'm 13, I think, at the time. And they're like, you know, they come through town. I get to meet everybody. I'm so psyched. You know, Kenny Anderson is, like, one of my favorites. There's Jeremy Rogers, Justin Eldridge, Eric Costin. It was just a fucking sick-ass demo, right? This slippery escape park in Kansas City. Anyways, I'm like, hey, like, if... Like, let me know if any of you guys like want to hang out. I mean, I'm 13 at the time, too, so they're probably like, <laughs> whatever.
5: Hang out. The adults
4: are going to be adults over here, you know? <laughs> but Jeremy and Justin were, they were pretty young and they were like, all right, we're going to come, we're going to come to this house party. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Some of my friends who are definitely older than me were like having a house party. And I'm like, well, these guys should come. Anyways, fucking they show up in a fucking limousine (laughs) to this house party. And it's like prime Justin Eldridge, Jeremy Rogers, like prime time, like chains, hair done up, fucking big ass white tees. Like they're just like walking in looking like fucking rap stars. You know, like (laughs) we're like, what are, who are these guys? So, you know, we're like, I'm so young. I'm, like, watching skate videos, drinking a fucking Coca-Cola or something. Like, who knows what I'm doing? (laughs) Anyways, they're, like, doing their thing. They're, like, whatever, partying, whatever. They meet this girl, and eventually they're, like, hey, we're going to go, like, party back at the hotel. And I think, like, now looking back on it, that probably, like, you know, probably is, like, an easier way of saying like I'm bringing this chick back to my room type situation you Mm -hmm. know but like we kind of took it as like oh they're like going to hang out in the room like I'm a part of this like I'm on flow for girl like I want to hang out with these guys as much as possible (laughs) so they leave we ended up going back to the hotel and like walking up to the room Kenny Anderson is in the hallway and Kenny is like Yo, where's my iPod? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I just got here. And he's like, Hey, look, it's all good. I'll give you money, boards, shoes, anything you want. I just need my iPod back. And I was like, Oh, fuck, this dude really thinks I stole his iPod. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Look, I didn't even make it into the room. It was my brothers and I. I was like, We, just let me know like what it looks like or what, what's whatever. And I'll try to find it. I'll try to track it down for you. And he was like, he was like, look, just give me the iPod, whatever. And, like, well, and I was like, oh God. And so to this day, I don't know what happened to the iPod. I never like, I hit up that girl, hit some people up, nobody. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, obviously some, somebody took it that night. And I don't know, I don't know who those guys had in the room or what was happening before we got there, but yeah. And to this day, Kenny still thinks I stole his fucking iPod. <laughs> oh, apparently, sorry. he had because you know how you can use iPods as like a hard drive.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, apparently, he had designs of his audio shoe oh. on that iPod, so that's why he was stressing so hard about it. Right. But it's kind of like. Just a long-standing joke between us, you know. I'm always like, "You're never gonna get that back."
3: (laughs) (laughs) You should have rinsed them. Be like, "All right, five hundred bucks, five boards, and some shoes." He's offering you. Yeah,
4: (laughs) I should have. Yeah, and then I'd be on zero skateboards right now.
0: (laughs) So. We heard you had the audacity, the nerve, and the unmitigated gall to throw a sandwich at the legend of Sin's car, none other than Rob Welsh. What would make oh someone do my that, man? God. To a guy like Rob.
4: All right. I'm going to blame Rick Howard for this one because I like. All right. <laughs> it's funny hanging out with Rob Welsh because obviously the dude's a fucking legend and he's super funny, but he's also like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember he, when I was young, he was like, you can't front crook round rails. Right? Like just can't do it. And I was thinking like, yeah, kid, Like, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm doing it. Like, he's like, nah, like whatever. He's just kind of like that dude. He was like talking shit, whatever. And then, uh, so we're skating in Arizona together and like, he's just being super funny. He's like, Oh, we can go to this ledge. I did a front side half cab, no slide 270, no pivot. And I'm, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, this dude is fucking insane, dude. He like, he's like, yo, Malto, this is what you do when you're older. So no one knows you like you have boogers. And he flipped his shirt inside out and blew his nose into his fucking shirt. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is disgusting. <laughs> Whatever, but he's being hella funny. Like, I'm the first person to use a foam roller. Like, he's just saying all this shit. We're kind of fucking around. <laughs> but we're on a trip, AZ, and he, like, Rick and him are like fucking around, whatever. And I'm in the van, and I go in the cooler, and there's like this sandwich that's been sitting in the cooler, this wet fucking sopping sandwich. <laughs> and I grab it, and I'm like, this thing's kind of gross. And Rick's like, Dude, throw it at Welsh's car, and I was like, "Are you?" <laughs> and I was like, "Are you serious?" And Welsh is driving by, right by our van, and like I didn't even think about it. I was like, "I don't know." Rick's telling me to do this, and I just throw it, and it's just direct contact. Boom! Explodes all over his car. No. It's this gross fucking sweat sandwich everywhere, and like. He was honestly kind of pissed. <laughs> yeah. well, he for like, sure. got out and was like, he's like, dude, I own this thing. That's the first thing he said. He got out and was like, <laughs> I own this thing. And I was like, I am so sorry. Like, whatever. I have a bottle of water. You know, looking back on him, like, all right, like, your car's not total, dude. Just get a fucking <laughs> yeah. car wash. Like, you're yeah. totally fine. But I was such a kid. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like <laughs> washing it with like a bottle of water. <laughs> rick's laughing his ass off and uh yeah that was uh that was my first trip with welsh <laughs> i don't think i've been on one since to be honest
3: bro do you oh, have any more welsh epic. quotes this dude sounds like a fucking comedian dude he's trying to be... <laughs> insane yeah
4: Front frontside half cab no slide 270 no pivot <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's gold can you take us behind the scenes on your apartment 50-50 of death? And uh, was that the reason you bought the place, handrail in your apartment?
4: So, dude, I looked at this sick-ass loft in KC that had, like, a perfect 12-stair rail that had <laughs> so much runway and landing, and I was like, like, you could skate it, skate it. Fuck, you could, like, back lip it and shit. And I was so psyched on it. And I was like, I want this place. And it ended up selling before I could get it. And so that was like, I wouldn't say the reason I bought it, but I definitely had that in mind. Like when I showed up and like I saw the loft the very first time I looked at it, I was like, oh, you could definitely skate this rail. It's like a little sketchy, but it's possible. But I I loved like the location and the loft was really sick. So I ended up buying it. And Dude, it's Kansas City too, so it's a two thousand square foot two bedroom, two bath loft right in downtown, and it was two hundred grand. Woo. So it was like my mortgage with HOA fees all in, everything is twelve hundred bucks a month, or was twelve hundred bucks a month. But so I was always like, I got the spot, I was always like, I wanna skate this rail, but I don't know. Another part of me is uh like my bedroom was up there. Yeah. So if I get served trying to grind this rail, like, I have to walk up these stairs every single day. Like, that would (laughs) suck, you know what I mean? Like, you sack this rail, and then you just gotta, like, live with the actual fucking rail. Like, I live there, so I was like, "Uh, I don't know, I'm kind of over it. And so, years are going by, and then we're, like, filming for Pretty Sweet. I have all these guys staying with me. One morning, Ty's like, all right, cool, let's grind this rail right now. And I was like, nah, like, we're good. Let's go skate something, whatever. <laughs> and before I even, like, really, he's like, no, 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 check this out. He's, like, moving the couch. He's, like, gra- <laughs> grabbing mattresses, putting it up in the window. And, like, he set. I'm like, oh, shit, we're, like, doing this. Like, all right. And that's kind of, like, Ty's style, I think. And that's why, like, People struggle with Ty because he's really gnarly. He's really like motivated and he'll push you to do shit. And that could be mm-hmm. hard for some people. And, but at the time, I loved it. I was like, fuck, all right, like I'm doing this. Like, fuck yeah, all right. And so, like, he sets up whatever. And I'm kind of tripping. I'm like, I, you know. It's a little narrow up there. It's definitely a steep-ass 15-stair rail with, like, a window with a mattress on it. I'm like, I could fly (laughs) out the fucking window. I could, like, whatever, sack this rail. This is all getting sketchy. Eventually, I'm like, all right, fuck it. Like, we got to do this. So I grind it, land it. I'm like, ugh, thank God. I can't believe I did it. I can't believe I did it first try. And Ty's like, all right, one more. Let me reset up. And I was like, what the fuck? do it again he's like okay cool i'm gonna get another angle did i end up grinding it four times (laughs)
5: Jesus.
4: and it was like one of those things where i was just like every it all worked out and i'm grateful for that but i was like this is didn't want to push it no you know what i mean like imagine getting hurt in your own house like that would suck
0: yeah (laughs) fuck
4: it was like definitely uh I remember grinding it a few times and, like, whatever, hitting the mattress. And then I remember he was like, hey, give the cameras a thumbs up afterwards. And I was like, <laughs> all right, whatever. I, I've done this a few times already, whatever. And so I did it, and I gave the camera a thumbs up. And then in the intro, I always look back on it, I'm like, that was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I like the other ones better. But, yeah, I always... Did and then I had people hit me up like, "Yo, can I come skate your rail?" And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck no, <laughs> hell no." I'll let you come one up me. And I've always tried. I was like, I never did it, but I always wanted to go steal skate stoppers and skate stop it, and I just never did it because I
3: thought that <laughs> would well, be funny. sick. Yeah, I remember when the uh <clears throat> I think the Bunch Jam flyer came out and people knew you were coming to toronto we had one of our homies was like yo i got a rail in my place like tell malto to come over and sh-
4: <laughs> yeah i was like the handrail in the house guy
3: yeah uh, it's a legendary clip man
4: <laughs> yeah it's fucking epic it's kind of funny uh remember when kyle walker grinded that crazy ass kink rail a long time ago mm-hmm. the one in pasadena i remember hitting him up for something like yo i got a spot for you he's like is it a crazy kink trail? And I was like, yeah, you probably get this a lot, huh? He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, okay, cool, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, though. I should just, like, start skating. I should just go exclusively indoor handrails at people's houses yeah. to see what happens. Yeah.
0: It's a nice lane. We heard when you bought your first BMW, you brought some heat on yourself and the roommates at your old skate house. What went down when the extra suspicion kicked in from the outside world? All right, so when
4: I was 18, I was making a little bit of money. I was like, you know, I I had shitty-ass cars growing up. Like, bought cars from the junkyard just to, like, whatever, use for, like, six months at a time. And just they would always, like, break down on me. And then eventually my friend worked at this car dealership and was like, yo, check this thing out. It was a 2006- three series BMW and I was Mm. like fuck like I want that thing and it was like 20 grand at the time I was making some money I was like alright I'm gonna go buy this car I'm really psyched on this thing it's like the first big purchase in my life Uh, and that car was such a piece of shit I should've never done that but I was like (laughs) fuck it um (laughs) bought the car was all psyched but at at the time so I had this like white fairly new three series BMW and but I was living in this house that we all lived in we called it the Dunn house it was a six bedroom house in downtown Kansas City that like fucking 13 of us lived in um (laughs) Rent per room was 200 bucks a person. <laughs> Let's
3: go. And this was
4: like split up, you know, between a bunch of people. So it was like super cheap. We all lived in there. It was, we were partying and like ro- people were rotating in and out. Like there was always kind of like something going on there, right? So one morning, we all go out that night. I pass out on the couch in the living room, which is right next to the front door. And I wake up to someone pounding on the door. And this is like a total normal thing just because not everybody had keys so people would get locked out all the time. And so at like eight in the morning, I like wake up, I unlock, open the door and I just go and lay back down on the couch. And I'm just like over it. And then eventually I'm like, what the fuck? And I look up, this dude in a fucking police vest, like in street clothes and like the vest, you know? <laughs> and I was like... Uh, and he's like, we're the cops. And I was like, uh, I was like speechless. I was like, can I help you? And he was like, all right. He's like, listen to me very carefully. It's like, all right. He was like, I need you to go wake up everybody in the house and bring them downstairs. And I was like, okay. And he was like, like right now. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, all right. It's a three story house. So I was like, I'm gonna go all the way up to the top floor and give myself time to think about, like, what to do because I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know why they're there. So I go all the way to the top, and I wake up j I'm like, yo, you gotta get up. Like, cops are here, whatever. And he's like, what are you talking about? I look out the window. There's, like, 20 of these cops surrounding Jesus. the house. Wow. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I have no idea. I don't know what... We must have fucked up. I have no idea. And so we're like all right let's go wake up everybody i like go down to the second floor by the time i come back down they're everywhere inside they're (laughs) like grabbing us we're like oh shit they like sit us all down and the dude comes up and he's like hey where's the drugs (laughs) and we're like i mean you know at this point like I, I think someone had, like, a little bit of mushrooms. There's, like, some <laughs> joints around the house. Like, we're like, are we, like, going to jail over this? Like, what? So we're like, uh. then people are like, all right, like, fucking in my closet over here, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. here it is. And they grab, like, some fucking shitty weed and, like, whatever else. And they, like, come down. And they're like, all right, now seriously, where is where's the drugs and we're like this is all we have and they fucking tear pl- they tear apart everything and they're like oh you guys really don't have anything and we're like what <laughs> they're like we we had this as like a trap house and we're like oh huh? shit. and they're like yeah they're like we we had it basically they have a list of houses that are like drug trafficking houses they're looking for like pounds and pounds Jesus. of like right. drugs and we were like just broke skaters, li- like partying in this house. And I guess, like the BMW out front and everybody running in and out, like they just kind of <laughs> assumed. And yeah, so definitely felt a little bad about that one, but wasn't totally my fault.
3: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't your fault the- at all. It's just funny. Yeah.
4: Yeah, the cool thing is, they gave everybody, they never, they didn't take any of it. They basically were like, you guys are kind of broke and losers, huh? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: you all live together and, here? It's like, yeah.
4: Yeah, they're like, oh, so you're not selling drugs and you decide to live like this? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I don't know.
3: <laughs> Epic. Wow. You've always been a beast in the streets and you did your thing in the contest world for a long time. But the last handful of years you switched it up and went to the broadcast side of things at Street League. Uh what was behind that decision and how fun is it being on the other end of it now? So I like whatever, contests or contests.
4: It's like, you know, it's just like a small side of skating that like I enjoyed. But like, you know, I always I always love like this everybody loves like the street style of skating, like filming video parts shooting photos and the mag like that's like what it's all about but like when street league came along and it it elevated contest skating in this way it was really fun for a a number of years and i was lucky enough to win a few of them and or i won two of them um and to be a part of it and whatever and i was doing super well just got to a point where i was like if i was skating good i was like getting like eighth (laughs) and that like that to me. I was like, "What's the fucking point of this?" Like, I'm not even coming close. And so I hit them up those dudes, and I was like, "Look, I've had a lot of fun. I've been with the league since the start. Basically, like, thank you guys. Thanks for letting me a part be a part of this. I've I've had a great time." And they're like, "Hey, look, why don't you come? We'll still pay you the appearance fee of coming. And just like, if you like the course, skate. And if you don't," we'll just figure out something for you to do. Like, just like help us out in some way. And I was like, all right, like, fuck it. That sounds great. Like pretty chill.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? Like I'll still come, I'll still get to hang and party and chill with everybody. And if I skate practice and it, it feels good, I'll skate. If not, I won't. And I remember it being like, all right, I'm skating practice. I'm looking at what fucking Yuto's doing. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm like going to chill. And then so Daniel Duarte and Matt Rodriguez are the two guys that kind of run street league. They were like, hey, you mind jumping up in the booth for like one of the heats for uh, the semis? And I was like, sure. And they're like, just talk about the course. You skated it, whatever. And I was like, all right. And so I talked about it. Like, did that heat? And they were like, hey, can you stay on for the next heat? And I was like, sure. Did the next heat. Ended up doing the entire semifinals. And then they were like, hey, the broadcast team really likes kind of what you're saying. Can you do the finals? And I was like, sure. I'm just chilling. Like, why not? So I ended up doing the finals. And then it became like, uh, they were like, hey, can you do it again for the next one? And I was like, I think so, whatever. And then... So that's just kind of how it happened like it was never like I'm going into broadcast like I want to do this and then it just kind of like slow rolled itself into that way. I definitely have a good time doing it like I think it's really fun it's cool to like use my brain in that way. It just definitely gets weird like I never want it to come off as like I'm giving up at skating, I don't know if like doing a broadcast for a skate <laughs> contest like reads that well that way. You know what I mean? Nah. But I'm like, I don't know. I have fun doing this. Uh, I just don't want to skate contests like that anymore. I can be a part of it in this way, and then I could also like handle shit skating in the streets and and try to focus on filming a part and doing an interview for Thrasher or something like that. Uh, but I've had so far a great time did the hardest part actually is all the instagram shit after what do you mean all the shit that street league posts after of the contest and then hearing uh like me hearing my voice over that i'm like oh god that sucks (laughs) (laughs) like i think i've uh just went past all those clips i just like hate hearing that part of it and then it's also kind of like it's also kind of interesting being on a broadcast like Street League because you kind of have to like explain things to skaters and people that don't know anything about skating at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like a fucking dork, but whatever. It's just part of it.
3: <laughs> nah, man. Honestly, yeah. I'd, re- I'd much rather hear your voice and your perspective than like a kook, you know? So I've enjoyed it since you took over. And I feel like it is a tough job to have to explain it in a dumbed-down way, but I appreciate it. I'd r- it much rather it be you than someone who's just annoying and, like, we don't Do respect. It. You know what I mean? And to the other part about you giving up skating, like, bro, we, we see your shared part with Carlos. We see you in Trustfall. Like, you're obviously doing your thing, so don't overthink that part of it.
4: Hey, I, I appreciate that. It's just, you know, it's, it's skating, so all the get all self-conscious about everything and then obviously like you hear like i hear like mason talk shit to me every now and again that's gonna come no matter
0: what man
4: yeah dude mason is a certified fucking hater that guy
3: (laughs) oh he's yeah he's mr nice guy big smile but if you're actually like friends with him then you get the real shit talk so uh yeah we're gonna expose Mason this year. I love it. He ain't, he ain't the nice guy everyone thinks he is. That doesn't know him for fuck's sake.
4: Uh uh-uh, uh, there's a dark side. I had to call him out <laughs> the other day. I was like, dude, you're just grumpy, huh? Like, what's <laughs> up? And what's funny is he like he was like, yeah, I'm actually grumpy today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, but he told oh, me he shit. told me you're turning him into a football fan. So I've been getting football texts lately. Oh, and I that's epic. Because last year he like he was like my best friend in the. NBA playoffs just texting me texting back and forth every game and now you got him on football he's like trying to decide if you should be a Ravens fan a Steelers fan or I forget who won a game the other day he's like I might just jump on this wagon I'm like I yeah, love he it you should jump on the Houston yeah.
0: wagon man <laughs> I think it was the Raiders
3: like threw a <laughs> touchdown against the Chiefs he's like yo what about the Raiders I'm like nah nah stay away
0: from the Raiders yeah, it's it's so yeah Raiders. you don't want to
4: be a you don't want to okay. be a Raiders fan
0: all right So sometimes we hear about a bunch of wild stories, so we do story time with our guests. Some guys like Curran Caples and Fred Gall have just like a laundry list of good stories. But in your case, most of the stories include celebrities from all types of backgrounds. So we're going to mix it up a bit and do a segment called Celebrity Row with Mr. Malto, man. First up, we know you're a big time golfing, but we noticed lately you've been playing with the legend mr jr smith former two-time champion one of the greatest in-game dunkers of all time how dope is jr to kick it with and how good is he on the golf course
4: all right jr is the fucking man he's like the coolest fucking sweetest dude he's just like he's just so down to kick it anywhere always um <laughs> and it's one of those so things sick. that's like kind of funny like i golfed with him like a couple times and then from then on every time I see him he's like what up Alto like let's kick it like I'm going to this bar or I'm doing this thing like come out he's always like super inclusive like loves just hanging like uh and dude I played a gnarly golf tournament with him like him and I were team teammates in this uh, Justin Timberlake golf tournament oh. And it was fucking awesome, dude. We played against Michael Strahan and Matthew Stafford. Damn. J.J. Watt, Watt and Colt McCoy. What? <laughs> CC Sabathia, Jimmy Rollins, and fucking Damn. Michelle Wee and Jimmy Fallon. Jesus Christ. Bro. Yeah. That um, <laughs> It was a psycho golf tournament. But... JR, I will give him his props. He's definitely better than me at golf. He is so fucking good. <laughs> but I did take money off him last time we played, so. <laughs> I, yes, sir. Uh, got him there. I got a piece of that NBA money. Um. But he's just down. He's down to gamble, he's down to kick it, he's down to he's down to do whatever and he loves golfing like nerds out about golfing so much so funny
3: dude that's the sickest random friendship ever (laughs) huge huge jr smith fan like his his denver days he's got maybe my favorite in-game dunk ever over the spurs he's a beast and the only i think i told donald this at the time like i'm a lebron i'm not a lebron fan at all and the only silver lining about them winning in 2016 was I was like, yo, I'm so happy for J.R. Smith, but fuck fuck LeBron. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean, the fact that J.R. got two chips is pretty fucking crazy to me. It's fucking epic.
3: Oh, yeah, because they wanted, I, like, I
4: wish he got one in New York, though. That would
3: be Oh, insane. my God. With Melo, yeah. That wasn't going to happen, but I'm happy too, no. man, because <laughs> I feel like the league – he was one of those, like, not outcasts, but, like – like they they wanted to typecast him a certain way and for him to be able to walk away from the game a two-time champion and now just be doing what he's doing it's uh it's, it's really really sick okay next up the chiefs are defending champions right now not having their best season in the mahomes era but you know still hopes are still alive uh can you take <laughs> us back to the day uh they won it This past season, how you celebrated And then take us all the way Up to meeting Patrick Mahomes And Killer Trav A.K.A. Travis Kelsey
4: Alright, so I had so The first time they went To the Super Bowl When they won against SF It was in Miami And I ended up going with Budweiser It was fucking insane It was like one of the best days of my life And then the next year, they had it in Tampa Bay. They played against Tom Brady, Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to this one. I'm going to fly to Kansas City. I'm going to party with all my friends when when they win. And they fucking lost. And it was like (laughs) the most depressing day in the whole city. (laughs) Like everything was shut down. Nobody was out. It was like the worst. Then we had an off year. And then this next time, it was like, all right, Super Bowl's in Arizona. It seems like every time I go, they win. So (laughs) I'm going to figure this out. So I'm hustling, right? I'm like trying to figure out how to get tickets, whatever. I'm like, I don't have anything. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to Arizona and just like figure it out when I'm there. Like go to AZ. I'm with my girlfriend. There's like this big golf tournament out there called Waste Management. And it's at the same time as the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like bunch of people, bunch of fucking people are out there. Anyways, Nike hits me and they're like, yo, Philly and Casey are playing, so I'm gonna. Uh, they're like, we'll give you a ticket and give a shot a ticket, and you and a shot can go together because oh. the shot's from Philly. So I'm like, oh shit, hell yeah, I'm down.
3: <laughs> and then
4: this is like two days before the Super Bowl, but I'm like, fuck, I'm with my girlfriend here. Like, <laughs> am I just gonna like leave her? You know, I'm like, all right, fuck. I got to figure this out roundabout connection, whatever I get, uh, I get someone's number that works with the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I hit them up and I'm like, yo, I need two tickets. And he's like, all right, I'll give them to you for like what we pay for them, whatever. And they weren't that cheap, but they weren't as expensive. Like I think they were like 1700 bucks each or something, which for the Super Bowl is like not that bad. So I bought two of those, and then I sold my other ticket to Costin so he could go with the shot. Sick. Which he never paid me for.
3: Oh, the <laughs> frost. Because you never By fucking way, gave him Koston, his 20 for the back tail, man.
4: I, I know. Are we just calling it even? Inflation. Fucking back tail 20 years ago. <laughs> anyway, so like that game was insane. Eagles fans are the most intense people yeah, crazy. fans I've ever been around in my life they're insane they're just screaming in our fucking faces like <laughs> this like old white woman tries to fight my girlfriend I'm like oh, this is like it's just shit. pure chaos and obviously they're talking hell of shit cuz the first half is like all <laughs> Philly yeah but and then the second half starts and that's when things got like actually real and the Chiefs <sighs> pulled through and like just like being there for that. Like that was one of the best sports weekends of my entire life. Like going to the waste management Saturday, watching like all like the best pro golfers, and then going to the Super Bowl the next day. It was <laughs> fucking psycho. Yeah. That's wild. Um like one of the gnarliest like one two punch sporting events I've ever been to. And then just like seeing your team win is so surreal. So fast forward like, however many months later, uh, I just get a random I get a random email about this golf tournament. That's uh, the that tournament I was telling you about with Jr. Smith. Mm-hmm. So apparently, it's Justin Timberlake's golf tournament, and Justin Timberlake's like right hand man, the guy who like does everything for him, used to skate. So he was like really psyched to like invite Costin and I. And so, like, we go to this thing, and it's like heavy hitters fucking everywhere. It's like all these gnarly sports stars and just like you know musicians and actors, and I'm just like, I'm so out of place here like this is insane. but one of the people one of the the people that were there was Travis Kelsey, yeah. and they were like. I knew I was a big Chiefs fan so they like paired us up at a dinner and so I sat next to, to Kelsey and just broled with him for like two hours about KC just like whatever it was so sick he was like the coolest dude all weekend long him and Chandler Parsons are running around Vegas just being like crazy people which was sick to see <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. I was like I was like kind of hanging with them but there's shit that they do that like I can't do, you know, <laughs> on a, on a financial level. Like I can't play at the tables that they play at, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, I got skate money. I don't have shit like that. Um, <laughs> after that, I don't know how this all worked out, but I got invited to Netflix to go see the premiere of quarterback. And I almost skipped it. Cause I was like, I don't want to go to this fucking weird premiere. Like, I don't know who's in it. And then I saw that it was about, Mahomes was one of the quarterbacks that it was about. And so I called the T Bone and was like, hey, you want to go to this premiere? Like, I don't know if Mahomes is going to be there or not. And he was like, oh, fuck it. I'll roll with you. And we go to the premiere and we're like hanging out, doing like red carpet shit, which is kind of funny for me to be on a red carpet because like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no one knows who I am. Like, uh, clearly, <laughs> like, people are like, like
3: whispering to each other, like, who, who's this?
4: Yeah. Guy? And they're like, I think he's from Kansas City. (laughs) Like, whatever. (laughs) And then uh, as I'm on the red carpet, Mahomes, like, comes through. Oh, shit. And, like, I see him coming. So I'm trying to stall my hardest on the carpet. (laughs) Just, like, they're, like, trying to push me out. I'm, like, just trying to stall. And at the, the end of the red carpet is where you take photos of, like, at the end. Like, all right, let's take a portrait of you over on this other thing. Whatever. So the camera dude... Taking the, the portrait, he was like, Hey, and I was like, dude, I'm such a big Mahomes fan. Can we just stall out for a bit? And he was like, <laughs> I got you. Yes. And so he like stalled out for a bit. We waited for Mahomes to kind of be done and cruise through. And then like I took my photos, and then he was like, All right, uh Patrick, come in. He came in, and I was just like, Dude, I'm such a big fan, thank you, whatever, from Kansas City, like the whole thing, and it that was really sick. Wow, that's Um, fucking sick. But it also helped because Kelsey was there, and Kelsey was like, oh, what's up, Sean, how are you? And then so I think that kind of eased the Mahomes tension a little bit, you know? (laughs) But that was fucking insane. But yeah, uh, I've kicked it with Kelsey two or three times, and I've only uh, kicked it with Mahomes for like 45 seconds. So (laughs)
3: that's
4: (laughs) That's all I got for that.
0: That's a good chunk of time, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah 40,
4: there, 45, 45 seconds, seconds was good, you know.
3: Most Chiefs fans just get to celebrate the championships. You got some FaceTime. That's fucking epic.
4: I got some FaceTime. He was like, "Yo, you got to teach me how to skate sometime." I think it was like one of those things. You, maybe you just say to be nice or something. Yeah. But I was like,
3: yeah. you
4: don't.
0: <laughs> you yeah, don't. I'm need not putting skating. you on a skateboard. You man. don't want to skate. Man. You want
3: them touchdowns. You don't want a rolled ankle. Yeah
4: no we got 500 million dollars to protect over there (laughs)
3: yeah Mm -hmm. exactly
0: so you're friends with michael santiago render probably better known as killer mike how did that friendship spark and how cool is it getting to wear test and be a small part of the run the jewels dunk project
4: yeah so uh that rotating atiba house i was telling you guys about uh Mm -hmm. nuge Dylan and the other one in rotation, his name's Wilder Zobi. And Wilder produced Run the Jewels 3 and 4. So just knowing him and, uh, you know, Jamie LP is like OG Max Fish, homie. So those guys go way back. So I, I've kicked it with Jamie a few times and then ended up going to a couple shows and just meeting. Uh, Killer Mike and he is the fucking coolest dude his sons love skating he like always like super nice and I had the idea of doing a run the jewels dunk like a long time ago like sent him an email like yo this would be sick I wanted to do a collab girl series with it do the whole thing but uh I don't think Nike and girl were on the best of terms at the time this is when like Carol maybe called out Casper Van Leer up in, like, an interview. Oh,
3: shit.
4: I don't know if you guys know all that shit, but anyways, girl and Nike weren't in the best relationship at the time. But this happened. This was so long ago, and it never happened until recently. And then once it did, they were like, all right, we got to use you for all the shit because, one, you're, you're homies with these guys, and, two, like, you've been talking about this for so long. So I was hyped just to you know, be a part of that collab. I thought it was a sick collab. I've been a huge RTJ fan for a long time. And, um, you know, just like being able to hang with those dudes, seeing seeing them in a creative space in that way, you know, not in the music way, but seeing how, what they could do with shoes. It was just a sick thing for sure.
3: So sick, man. Big fan of Killer Mike too. So Atiba told us, that you went with him one time to be his uh, assistant at a shoot for one of Gigi Bryant's games or practices, and you got to chop it up with Kobe for a bit. How fucking sick was that? And what did you ask Kobe that day? <laughs>
4: so, actually, this is, uh, yeah. So Atiba is like, hey, I'm going to shoot Kobe. And I was like, Fucking please let me come with you. And he was like, "All right, you're gonna be my assistant." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So, and I like roll with the Tiba down south to some school. And he's like, "Kobe is uh, running practice for GG's school or whatever that team was called." So we're like, "All right," we roll down. And immediately, Atiba, like, puts me to actual work. Like, I thought he <laughs> was just joking. I thought I was, like, you know, like, we're uh, he, he's my assistant. He was, like, making me run to the car, like, set shit up. I'm, like, oh, fuck. I'm, like, actually working. Whatever. Uh, we go through the whole shoot. Kobe is, like, he is so sick. But he is, like, also, like, yo, we got practice. Like, wrap <laughs> this up. Like, come <laughs> on. Right? And, like. So we're, like, working quick. We're getting everything set up. Uh, We do portraits with him. We do portraits with the whole basketball team, Gigi, and, like, the whole squad. Really fucking amazing. So sick to be a part of that shoot. Ended up being able to take photos with him and things like that. Anyways, and then we, like, they get to practice. I'm watching them practice. And Kobe is, like, running a real practice like he they're like running drills and like i'm so impressed with like you know these young ass girls just dropping threes back to back to back to back to back and then running these like pick and roll drills and like i'm like damn this is like a full-on like this is some nba shit and they're like so young whatever we break everything down and kobe comes over and we're like kind of talking to kobe and i was just like hey man like how like, how intense are, are, are these practices, whatever? And he's like, what you mean? I'm like, well, I guess like, what do you do? Like twice a week? And he's like, what, what do you think this is? We practice every single day. Like all this." Oh, sudden so I was like, whoa, oh, I don't know, man. Yes. Like um. I, when I was this age, I was like once or twice a week, like, whoa. And like, he, he like, straight up got so intense and was just like, ah, like that like competitor like vibe came out of him, And I was just like, oh my God, I just like was so like embarrassed that I even asked that question. But it was so funny because we did that shoot and we were so hyped that Atiba and I ended up driving straight to cha-cha just partying. Cause we were just so hyped. Like we met, <laughs> we got to kick it with Kobe. Like all night we were like taking shots, like Kobe, you know? Um, and that was like such a special moment, but like, dude, on a real, like, like sad fucking level, it's, it's really gnarly to look back at it and like, I, like, met most of those people in that helicopter, like, that day. Like, that's such a fucking crazy thing to think about. Like, you know, I was with the team. I was with their parents that were there at practice. And, like, that whole situation is just, like, fucking so heavy. I think, like, that was probably, like, I mean I'm sure this was like that for a lot of people, but like the saddest I've ever been about like someone dying that like I really didn't know,
3: you know? Hundred percent for me as well.
4: Such like a heartbreaking weird, crazy like mix of emotions. Um but yeah, not to get all sad on the Bunt podcast, you
3: know? No, for sure, man. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh yeah, like you said, I think a lot of people felt that way. That that one really hit different, as they say. Um, shouts to Kobe and Gigi, and it's sick that you got that moment, even though maybe probably made it a bit sadder when everything happened, but that's an awesome memory to have, man.
4: For sure. And, like, uh, a lot of those portraits of – I think that was the only – I mean – I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the only, like, professional photos of Kobe and Gigi and that team.
5: Hmm.
4: Like, I don't, I think that was, like, really the only ones. Because, like, those murals that are painted all around town, of, like, Kobe and Gigi and like, the uniforms, mm-hmm. like, that's all from that shoot. Wow. So it's, like, kind of crazy to see that around town and see, like, oh, shit, like, I assisted in that shoot. Like, <laughs> look at all this shit. You know what I mean? It's like a wild thing to look at back now in hindsight.
3: And you actually assisted, which is pretty cool. Now you probably I like, actually on got
4: put to fucking work and never got paid. Dude, <laughs> I never get paid for shit now that <laughs> I think of it. Now that I think about it.
3: <laughs> Too nice, man.
4: Definitely got to get that cost and money if he's listening out there. <laughs>
0: That's a recent one. I feel like you can still collect for that. I know. Can you tell us about the 4th of July party at your boy, Adam Devine's crib, Mr. Workaholics himself?
4: <laughs> I mean, I could tell you what I remember.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 there's there's a, there's a lot of blank space uh, in there for sure. But, dude, he throws a fucking psycho party, like, and his crib in Newport is so insane. His house has, like, a private beach in the back. So his backyard is sand into the water. Wow. And he has this little Duffy that he can drive around. And so, basically, we take an Uber there, and we're just on, like, immediately shots Beers, whatever. We're just like in 4th of July, just mayhem. There's like a million people there and they all go to like this bar in Newport, this like shitty bar. It's like called like, I don't even club 44 club 42. It has like a number or something like that. And this is when it starts to get foggy for me, obviously. (laughs) But like, we we get on this Duffy and we go to this bar and did, shots are flying in every direction. Like, I'm trying to dodge them. They're just hitting, you know? <laughs> they're landing. Like, I'm probably dodging half of them, but they're just landing. And I am just gone. And I think everybody is, but, like, Ativa and I have, you know, we live, like, fucking an hour and a half from Newport. So... We're, like, raging, whatever. I get in this car, and that's just, like, whatever. It goes dark from there. Um, I wake up the next day just, like, where the fuck am I? I'm, like... Oh my God. I'm like, made it back home. Like, all right. And then I just see all these photos hitting the group texts of me just throwing up outside of the Uber window. <laughs> my hat's all <laughs> fucked up. There's just like, I look like a fucking disaster. Uh, I was so bummed. But yeah, highly recommend, uh, if you ever get the invite to go to that party. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know if, uh, that invite's coming, but it sounds like a, a blast just
4: text to Tiba on like July 3rd <laughs> All
3: right. Okay, next up, you're friends with Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. How did that friendship spark and were you a fan of his music before or after becoming friends? Um so when I
4: met him, I didn't know what the Jonas Brothers were. I didn't, like <laughs> that like was never, you know, like It just never was a thing for me. Like, I'd never heard of any of their music. I didn't know, like, really who they were, whatever. My ex-girlfriend, so my girlfriend at the time used to be a backup dancer for them um, when they were a band, because when I met them, they they weren't together anymore. They were doing their own individual music shit, so... When I had met them, uh, they were kind of on like a music break. Nick Jonas was doing his own shit and Joe was just trying to figure it out. And they were just fucking super cool, super nice dudes. Joe's like my fucking homie. He ended up buying a house next to me, like not Sick. super, like probably like a half mile away. So we'd hang out all the time. Super good dude. Even after I broke up uh, with my girlfriend um we split up like we still remain friends for to this day uh and yeah so he's just like so bro cool dude uh he started this band called D N C E and like you know i am never like the biggest fan of their music but i definitely like am hyped cuz they're like my homies <laughs> yeah. and so i always like support my homies and like That I was like, oh, you know what? Like, these dudes are cool. I've been to fucking Jonas Brothers shows and shit and, like, had a good time for sure.
3: Hell yeah. Aaron Rodgers has been finding ways to stay in the headlines all season long, even though he only played four snaps this season before he snapped his Achilles. We hope he's recovering and all that. But uh, now he's trying to come steal a headline in the skate world. Can you tell us about the time you met Mr. Rodgers?
4: All right, so this is a good segue of uh, the Jonas Brothers. So I was hanging with uh, Joe and Nick a lot. And Nick, Jonas, is, like, super into golf. So, like, we share that same common thing. And so one year, I went to the Masters tournament at Augusta, Mm -hmm. which was one of the fucking sickest sporting events I've ever been to in my life. It's, like, so... Just everything is so fucking well done there. And everything, all the food's cheap. The beer's cheap. There's no phones allowed on property. So you're just like engulfed in just like nature and golf and whatever. And uh, I ran into on the, the final day on Sunday, on the 18th green, I ran into Nick Jonas. I didn't even know he was there. So I was like, yo, what's up? And like we were bro and whatever. We were just watching the tournament. And he was like, okay, cool. Hit me when you leave. And I was like, okay, cool. So when we left the tournament, you'd like grab your phone from the car. And I texted him, like, yo, you wanna meet us at this bar? And he's like, he's like, actually, I'm getting out of here tonight. And I was like, fuck, I wish I could leave, whatever. My flight's not till tomorrow. And he was like, you wanna jump on the jet? And I was (laughs) like, fuck yeah, I wanna (laughs) jump on the jet. And he was like, cool. (laughs) He had a a golf stream, like, fucking lined up to take him back. And he was like, can you get here in, like, 45 minutes? And I was like, hell yeah. So I, like, ran, got my shit from the hotel, got in a car, and went straight to the fucking airport, the private airport. And, like, it's such a a weird thing because you get out of the car and, like, I'm walking, like, on the tarmac to... A jet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no check in, nothing. Like I was just like, ah, uh. so like I walk on, like get on the plane. I'm like, so like, wow, this is insane. Like up the stairs, I turn the corner and I look, and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's Nick, his uh, his two managers, and Aaron Rodgers. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like what? the fuck so I like meet him I'm like what's up whatever Me- like say what's up to everybody I like sit down and Augusta is not a short flight dude it's like four and a half hours <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like on the plane I'm like what the fuck am I gonna talk to Aaron Rodgers about you know <laughs> and we're all like hanging and he's being super cool so we're just talking about golf whatever and like we're kind of like just like hanging like conversations kind of like dying a little bit and uh nick's like hey you guys want to play blackjack and i was like oh yeah i'm down for sure like i'll I'll gamble but also at the same time i'm like these dudes have like a fucking lot more money than me you know (laughs)
5: yeah
4: and uh they're like okay we gotta like figure this out how we're gonna do it so how we did it was you you bought mints there's mints on the plane and you bought mints each mint was like a hundred bucks and then you passed the dealer so everybody was the house and it just rotated right dude i caught fire (laughs) i am fucking getting cards and i am cracking these dudes right and i'm like this is insane and whatever after it was all said and done we count up the money. Did I end up winning like a thousand bucks? Oh yeah. So, and all in all, it was insane. Like I went to the Masters, and then I caught a free private jet home. Won a thousand dollars off of Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and like what, and the whole thing was insane to me. I like I like landed and like walked into my house. Like what the fuck just happened? Like yeah. that was oh yeah psycho. And the next day, I had I had to do something. The next day, I was like jammed up with something. But I got a text from Nick, like, "Hey, you want to go play golf with Aaron and I?" And I was like, "Fuck, I'm jammed up. I can't make no. it." And that's the last the last I ever heard of Aaron Rodgers. Damn, <laughs> I blew my chance, dude. Shit.
3: At least you got the. Flight. I got yeah. You got the. Memory. I got
4: a four hour private jet flight with him and took his money. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, some of your stories, you're not getting paid, but some stories, you're taking money off JR and now Aaron Rodgers. So it's all balancing out. Although, Costin, he's probably got you in the red a little bit, but still.
4: Yeah, dude. See, I make money from all the other sports guys, but skaters, they don't pay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Skaters don't pay. Sounds about right. So what's next for Sean Malto?
4: Right now, I'm just just trying to film for this new Nike video and then this uh, girl video that we're trying to crack off too. So it's like kind of um, one of those things, you know, like girl and Nike are both kind of starting projects and hopefully just either be a part of both of them or kind of figure out kind of where everything lands and, and just see what's up, you know. But both cool things to be a part of, and I'm psyched, so I've went on a, a few Nike trips and a couple girl trips so far, and yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Hell yeah, bro. Dude, a little, a little current news, though, for me is uh, I flew to Australia for Street League on beginning of October, mm-hmm. and I'm on the flight, like, halfway through the 14-hour flight, I'm like, my calf is kind of, like, twitching out on me, and I'm like, that's weird, whatever. I'm like trying to stretch it out. It's like, all right, I land. The next day, my calf is kind of throbbing. Dude, I go to the hospital because I'm all paranoid. I have a fucking blood clot in my leg. What? Fuck. So you know when they tell you to get up and walk around every few hours? Yeah. They're not. Fu- <laughs> They're not lying.
3: Oh my. Oh shit. I always shit, thought that was, that was that. a
4: myth. So. So I ha- I got a blood clot in my leg. And so it's like the weirdest thing to happen because it's not an injury. Mm-hmm. It's not anything that like prohibits me from doing anything, but I have to be on blood thinners for three months. Oh, Jesus. And so with blood thinners, you're, uh, you can't get hurt. So that's like a, a big right. thing. Like you can't, like if I were to get like hit my ribs and get internal bleeding, like, I would just bleed out. So they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to shut down skating for a little bit. So I've just been fucking golfing every day and chilling, but it's like the weirdest thing because it's the, it's the only time in my life where I haven't been, I'm like completely healthy, but I can't skate. It's like the weirdest
3: thing. Yeah, right. Fuck dude. I Yeah. That's how Chris Bosch's career ended. That's crazy. Blood clots. Yeah. Cause he had to be on blood thinners. Like, Cause he, he was getting them like repeatedly and it wasn't from like a flight or something. And then yeah, it was like the NBA didn't want to be liable if he died on the court, if he got a cut or something and just bled out. That was like, remember
0: he wanted to risk it at one yeah, point yeah, though. Yeah. There was like talks of him being like, fuck it. I'm coming back. Yeah.
4: I mean, it's, it's, it's like a weird thing. I like tried to go skate the other day, like two weeks ago, I was like, fuck it. Like I'm getting stir crazy. I'm going to skate flat. And like, I was just skating flat and it's like the weirdest thing to like skate and not fall. Like, yeah.
5: mm-hmm. like yeah.
4: it's like impossible. Like I wheel bit on a fakey heel flip and fell on, like took it to the side and was like, do I have internal bleeding right now? You know what I mean? Like what yeah. is happening? <laughs> and I just couldn't do it. So
3: yeah. Play it safe, um, man. Not worth it
4: definitely yeah so i was filming up until beginning of october other than that i've just been fucking playing golf and chilling
3: how much longer you got so
4: it's it's a weird thing they baseline you is uh the bare minimum is three months on blood thinners so uh three months will be january 5th and then they do ultrasounds and uh see kind of where you're at if it's all gone there's no scarring then i'm good but if there's still something in there then i just keep going
3: fuck well hopefully that clears up for you man get back in hey, the streets you.
5: Yeah.
4: yeah it's a it's a funny thing that people are like hey dude are you feeling better and i'm like i've i've felt great this whole time <laughs> like yeah. i don't feel <laughs> bad it's just i can't do anything but whatever
3: Damn. january 5th fingers crossed january 5th yeah let's get it yo 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 it's rapid fire with the ghost and this week it's an honor to be brought to you by none other than spitfire wheels if you're looking for some fast wheels in big sizes and shapes spitfire's got you Vester's debut Formula 4 wheel comes in black 60mm and natural 58mm, both on the go-to classic shape with some annihilated artwork looking like it came straight out of the depths of hell. If you're into speed and hate flat spots, get to your local shop for Villa's new wheels and all the Formula 4s you need. Slam City Skates in London, LAB in Copenhagen, Denmark, Stratosphere in Atlanta, And Rose Street in Encinitas, always got you covered. And don't forget to tell them the bun sent you, you dig. All right, Sean, Mr. Malto, you know what time it is. A little rapid fire with your boy. You ready? Yep. Favorite skater?
4: Eric Costin.
3: Favorite video?
4: Yeah, right. Or one I I hold close to my heart is Fulfill the Dream. That was my first video ever.
3: Oh, nice. Steve Olsen. Favorite video part?
4: Eric Coston. Yeah, right. I mean, that's like what I grew up on.
3: (laughs) Favorite style? Kenny Anderson. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate?
4: You know what? I've always loved the way rick mccrank skated and how he skated and what he skated so like i'd say rick mccrank
3: sick most talented skateboarder on planet earth
4: swear to god probably kevin bradley
3: (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) dude
4: he is so talented it's crazy the shit that he could do
3: yeah favorite trick
4: you know what nollie flips probably
3: i knew it hardest trick for you
4: the hardest, well, it's a weird one because I could do them pretty regularly, but the hardest to actually do one is a frontside flip. I cannot make that thing look good at all. <laughs> ever.
3: <laughs> Most illegal trick.
4: Remember, like people used to do like backflip kickflips and shit. Horrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was like, and I used to do it too. I used to be like. Whatever I used to be like, ah, oh. and then I look back and I'm like, I wish I never did that fucking trick ever. <laughs>
3: um, One of the most ugly tricks in the game, to be honest. Yeah. Favorite clip you've ever gotten?
4: Probably the overcrip nollie flip. Hell yeah.
3: Groundbreaking breaking thing.
4: And Ty tried to make me redo that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Your heel hit," and I was like, "Dude, fucking edit that or do something. Speed. <laughs> Work with the slow mo." <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: what's the worst trend you've been a part of
4: fuck there's a lot of dumb shit i used to did i used to wear and honestly i don't think it's that bad but i look back and i'm like i was not that tight i used to wear the sweat armbands when i skated oh <laughs>
5: sick.
4: yeah which now i think it's made it full circle now i'm like it's kind of tight but there was a while where i was like oh man seeing footage <laughs> of myself and
3: that some chris cole things <laughs> Yeah. what's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed
4: did Rowan Davis gap grind that rail in Australia it was like a 12 flat 12 off brick I think it was the cover of what's the mag out there slam Mm -hmm. is that their mag yeah it was fucking gnarly I thought he was joking when he told me he was like we were all kind of skating I didn't really know him and we rolled up to these benches. And he was like, Hey, I found this rail. I think I'm going to try it. And I was like, you ain't doing that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. And then he fucking did handled it. And it was seriously the gnarliest thing I think I've ever seen in my life.
3: Yeah. You know, that's a sick one just cause you know, the last X amount of years, now that 50, just keep getting gnarlier and gnarlier. I feel like sometimes you can get numb to it just watching them on your computer, but when you're actually there for yeah. some of these ones, they probably it's probably like so fucked to see in real life.
4: It was so gnarly. I I was like, I think you're gonna die if you try this. And he fucking handled it <laughs> like
3: a <laughs> champ. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one. Thanks for reminding me. That was a crazy one. What's the one trick that got away?
4: Fucking a lot of tricks that got away from me. The one that I was. So fucking hyped on that I just could never, I came so close and never did. Is a uh, switch flip front crook, uh, the rail at Davis. Oh. Um, the one that Miles did.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Not
4: that long oh. ago. Filming for Pretty Sweet. I was grinding that shit and like coming so close and got kicked out and just never went back to do it. But like, that's the one I really, really wanted and just never got. Damn.
3: Donald's probably not going to believe me because he's always accusing me of lying on the pod. But right before <laughs> you started to answer that, I was—I just thought I was like, "I bet you it's a switch flip front crook on a rail because you've had that trick for a while." That's a fucking random I claim.
0: S- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, though, it was
3: useless. It was yeah. too—it was too, it was too <laughs> specific to not say it. I'm sorry. I was just like, "What? Are, what are the chances?" And then one switch flip crook. Came out of your this mouth. should I, I deal like, with on a weekly
0: basis here, Sean? Yo, yeah. <laughs> I'm also
3: the best guesser of tricks before someone pops in the world when I'm watching a part. Just putting that out there, too. By foot placement. Very useful claim. <laughs>
4: we we got to put this That's to the, we all to hope the we're better at. Yeah. That's one thing Before been, a video like, comes out, I want to hear at. some tricks. I, I got
3: you. <laughs> watch, a, watch a new video with me one day, I'll blow your mind. <laughs> sorry we're getting delirious over here on the east coast it's it's late what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed
4: you know what i'm gonna say ernie torres actually showing up to the basketball three-on-three tournament (laughs) (laughs) i feel like he's i feel like he's claimed it and then he he hasn't come yet
3: and he's scared a little bit ernie um real needs him man ernie you know what to do man
4: i told him i was gonna call him out on here and he was like you know what that means right and i was like oh god <laughs> that dude talks a lot of shit
3: yeah that's one of our favorite interviews we've ever done big shout out it to was ernie. so
4: good he's the fucking funniest dude ever
3: yeah what's the last new trick you learned you
4: know it's a it's a funny one because i feel like I should have been doing these a lot longer ago, but Nolly flip back fives.
3: What? Ooh, that doesn't make any I sense. I just
4: never really had them like that, but like, I just like figured it out and I was like, oh, it's actually not that hard to do on a ledge, but, um, yeah, for whatever reason, it just never clicked until recently.
3: I would have never guessed that. And, uh, I'm amazing at guessing. Just kidding. But, you, like, sparked oh, that well, line in Milan with Nolly flip front 5 <laughs> did I was always
4: I was always better at going frontside nolly flips for some reason. I don't know why.
3: Yeah, your Nolly flip front 50 game is uh, savage on fucking flat bars and shit, round rails. That's just silly.
4: Yeah, like, that makes sense to me. But nolly flip backside into things are always, like, I don't know, just never really worked out for some reason.
3: But I can't picture one, but you must have a, a nice nolly flip back nose grind, no?
4: I don't think I ever really got one in the streets memorable, but I've done them before for sure.
3: Bro, you need to get one on some sort of great across ledge pop out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
4: like a Milan great or something. Yeah, it's probably, I've Ooh. never been
3: there, but that'd probably be scary as hell on that. But something along those lines where you can hold a nice balanced one. A little pop-out yeah. for the people. I
5: mean,
4: fucking send me some Toronto spots, bro.
3: <laughs> Fuck Toronto. All right, I'll see, oh, you, yeah. we'll see what we can cook up for you this summer. What's your dream job after skating?
4: I mean, I would love to be a professional golfer, but I think that sets sail for
5: me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess my dream job would be the the senior PGA Tour, <laughs> Champions Tour. Fifty five and
3: up. That would be sick. Dream big, baby.
4: Hey, it's a dream. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a
3: dream. Favorite local brand.
4: Uh, I mean, I'll shout out. Escape is skateboarding, no problem. Um, Hell
3: yeah. Yeah. Favorite local skater.
4: Ryan Pierce. Easy. It's one of the sickest fucking dudes ever. And like, he just like never cared to be a pro skater he just was like fuck it i just want to do it my way which i always respected that
3: sick what's the one sponsor you regret riding for
4: i mean i i would full fucking cash the checks whenever you know (laughs) what i mean (laughs) like that's that's totally fine and gopro trips were like hella fun and skull candy paid well it's just like definitely weird sponsors um fuck it i don't know i yeah i don't i don't think i have regrets of skating for anything
3: yeah that's a good answer favorite teammate ever
4: my favorite teammate i'm gonna have to go with uh my man mike mo capaldi spent a lot of time at a very young age with that dude and like we like grew up together so that was just fucking amazing
3: hell yeah oh yeah worst teammate ever
4: worst teammate ever um my current teammate, uh, Jake Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> worst teammate ever. You know what? Worst slash best. All right. Jake yeah. is the worst when he doesn't have a vape in his hand.
3: <laughs>
4: God. That dude gets grumpy and starts yelling, whatever. And that's funny because I, I fucking love that dude, but we went to South Africa and he couldn't find a vape and he was losing his shirt. Uh, not South Africa, he went to South America and he couldn't find a vape and he was losing his mind. He was yelling at everybody. It was like super hilarious and really funny and annoying as hell.
3: <laughs> I think he must have the highest percentage of worst teammates ever, but it's always it's always love, but I love that.
4: Yeah that's amazing
3: oh people hate on that dude that's so funny (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense yeah Haley Wilson just said Jake a couple days ago when we had her on
4: (laughs) that's so funny
3: yeah worst company
4: you know like the easy ones like obviously you can say like Carrie or something or like whatever but did I have a theory on Carrie too that (laughs) they just blew it (laughs) I'm like I wish that they just paid a bunch of cool people like a lot of money. That would be kind of tight. Yeah. Not to say that those dudes aren't cool whatever. Like I love fucking Tyler Peterson and all like whatever, but I'm trying to think of the worst skate company. I got a I got an email from Chet Thomas um when I was younger. <laughs> So maybe I'll go with Darkstar because Chet Thomas hit me and emailed me and he was like, this is when I was leaving D.C. and I was going to ride for Etnes. And he, he emailed me and he was like, yo, do you want to roll with Ryan Sheckler or do you want to roll with me and David Gonzalez? <laughs> and I was like, what? That's such a weird thing to say to somebody <laughs> like not just like, you know, hey, check. dude, I like your skating. You want to like ride for Globe or whatever the fuck he was talking. I don't even know what he's talking about at that <laughs> point. But I remember that email being like, "Oh, that was weird." So, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go with Dark Star, even That's though I was awesome. a, f- even though I rode, I was a fan of Dark Star when I was a kid. But fuck it, let's do that.
3: <laughs> I love that. Worst trend? I don't know.
4: Skating's like in a weird spot because. I mean, it's in a sick spot because, like, yeah. I think, like, Simpler Tricks Done Well is at, like, an all-time premium right now, which I think is really cool, and, like, style is, like, playing a part in it. But, dude, some of these clips that I see and, like, maybe it's just, like, the era that I grew up grew up in, I'm like, I don't think those are clips. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, like, uh, and I'm not, I am t- have, by the way, zero room to talk here. Like, I'm not saying I'm the gnarliest dude in the world right now, but some of these, like, new, some of these, like, video parts where it's just, like, kickflip manual on a curb and then, like, fucking slappy nose slide. I'm like, what is the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Um... <laughs> Uh, I've, and yeah. I feel like it's a slight cop-out from actually fucking trying, but you know what? Like, yeah, whatever. bro. To each their own, I guess.
3: I said it before. We're all roughly the same age, so I'm pretty sure we're all in line on that one. Sometimes watching yeah. videos these days, I'm just like, what happened? Like sometimes it's the next generation of kids where I'm like, I feel like when I was your age, we were trying so hard to get clips in the streets and like just ollieing more and more stairs just to see if you could do, get, take the impact. And like finding rails was always like, we need to find a new, like, slightly bigger rail. And I feel like that has gone out the window for a lot of kids these days. But then on the other side, there's the kids that look up to Nija and stuff that are so gnarly. So it's like both sides are still there. But the uh, slacking side is stronger than ever.
4: I couldn't even tell you who the, the fucking dudes are, but sometimes I just see like clips and I'm like, what? Like, dude, like you ollied up this curve and you kickflip manual, like this other curve and that was it. Like I keep thinking yeah. it's going to go on and then yeah, it just yeah, yeah, yeah. stops and I I'm love like
3: those clips. But yo, sometimes if you're kind of like half watching a video, like they can trick you with the, the way they're editing it and then you like rewind it. You're like, wait, did, did he, was that it? Like that's happened that ended, to me so many yeah. times or it's like filmed line style and you're like, okay. And you kind of zone out cause the part's so boring and then you actually dissect it and you're like, <laughs> yeah, you just kickflip Manny to curb, but like did a power slide before or something. You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're like, huh? <laughs> and some of these fools are fucking somehow getting like good sponsors and getting paid. That's the shit that drives me crazy. Cause we got homies like Morgan Smith who ain't getting paid anymore is still fucking better than ever.
4: That are fucking popping off.
3: Anyways, we could we could vent about that all day. Two more. Worst style. You know? I'm gonna,
4: I'm gonna say Jake Anderson when he falls has the worst <laughs> style I've ever seen. Have you seen that dude fall? Definitely all of his limbs go out in a straight line. He like opens up and just like starts like, bomb. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Fucking tuck and roll. <laughs> um, that's, that's always super funny to me.
3: Yeah. He also um, needs to learn how to control his backsmith fucking bales, man. Taking out the homie Ryan's lens. I
0: saw that the other day.
4: Oh my God. He smoked that thing. yeah, I was, I was right there for that one. <laughs>
0: that actually turned into like the sickest little like skit though yeah
4: that was such a good idea that ryan did with that that video was really sick by Mm -hmm.
3: the way too so good okay last but not least last person you want on the sesh
4: Uh, (laughs) i kind of uh it's funny because i skate with him a lot um but <laughs> I'm going to have to say Mason Silva, dude. Oh,
5: oh shit. I'm dude. going Mason.
4: <laughs> but in a good way, too. Like, that dude is so fucking gnarly, and he gets to his shit so quick that, like, dude, on that trip when, that I was with, I was like, I can't keep up with him. He's too fucking gnarly, and he's like, yeah. he's so quick to the spots that, like, I'm like. I see what he's doing. I'm like, all right, I'm over it. He's, he's too good. Um, so that's all love. I'm going to give him his props, but, um, you know, I've told this story before on other things, but definitely David Gravett's up there too. He does not want me on the session. (laughs) He does not like skating with me.
3: Yo, you know, you know how you're saying that about Mason though? Um, I feel like, That's just us getting older because I guarantee you when you were, you know, filming and now and kind of in that era and then a Rob Welsh is around, he's probably thinking the exact same thing about you. So that's just a circle of life.
4: Of course. And trust me, like, I like respect it. I'm down for it. And, like, I still skate with Mason all the fucking time. But, like, it is annoying seeing (laughs) that youth. You know who else is, like... Like that that I fucking love him and I love his skating, but I get so like jealous of Simon Bannero. Mm-hmm. Cause he can skate, he can seriously skate for 10 hours a day every single day. And like Jesus sometimes God. it pisses me off. Like I'm like <laughs> I'm like, like tired down. and I'm watching him just like skate and he's like, come on, let's do this and that. And I'm like I can't fucking move my body anymore. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) I just want to be what you're doing and you look so cool. And like, Oh, it's so annoying, but it's also amazing at the same time.
3: Yeah. I got to admit, I have that. Cause I mean, with the Mason thing, it's like, he's just younger. So that's just going to be that way. But fucking Morgan Smith, like a year and a half older than me. And that fool, just has a battery that just never shuts off and i'm always like fuck like i'm so sore and done and if we're just doing nothing he'll just keep skating flat or something and i'm like man i wish i wish i could keep it going like that
4: yeah just some dudes got it like that um but yeah that's like it's just like pure jealousy (laughs) that i see
3: yeah (laughs) no it's it's love but it's it's just envy i don't even say it's jealousy it's just like fuck 'Cause jealousy there's a little bit of evil in there, but just pure envy. Yeah, I just wish I could skate all day. Envy. Like back in the day.
0: Yeah. All right, Sean. That's gonna wrap up the interview. Absolutely killed it. Thank you for your time, man.
4: <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Um when's the next uh Bunt Jam?
3: July, baby. Pull up. well, fuck, you gotta come trying to make it to the finals with Gary and Jake your favorite and worst teammate ever. So looking forward to that. We'll make sure to rig the bracket so we get to smoke y'all at least in the second round or something. So don't lose. Uh, You don't want
4: to see us to, you don't want to see us to the finals, dude. We saw the bracket last year. (laughs) You guys were scared of us.
3: (laughs) Oh shit. Looking forward to it. Hopefully maybe, I don't know, might, might make our way down to LA before then. So Hopefully see you sooner than later, but uh, thanks for wrapping up this season for us. Legend in the game. Malto, thank you. Killed it, man.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, (laughs) bros. All right, let's get
0: it popping. Week three. Random Skater of the Week, presented by the <laughs> one and only Davis Torgerson. And we got a new special guest, Mitch Mason Silva. What's cracking, baby? I'm chilling,
2: man. I can't wait to smoke you guys.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot easier when, when you're not in the video chat, let me tell you. Looks like you're about to roll I up the headphones and smoke those, man.
2: Like the minute Small in up. the Alyssa one, I was like, bro, you guys fucking fried the Sundays. Like how do you not know that? <laughs> it's it's Sodi season and the Sodis always prevail this time of year, so we will see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see oh, about shit. that. Alright, Alright. This is your show. Are shift. you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm gonna I'm gonna I I feel good about this one. I feel good about
0: this one. Alright. Let's begin. Wait wait, 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 wait. The rules, man. The rules. <laughs> You get oh, everyone knows the rules. Beginning yeah. Every okay. Game show, you okay. The rules. Okay. Yeah, you'll right. get the hang of this. Okay. It's just you first person explain explain blurred it it to blurt it
2: out too, though, right? Like that's how it went yeah. down last week. <laughs> Mason, yeah, you, get you get three guesses, and you get three guesses. You can ask questions, and I'll decide if I want to answer. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there's no rules. It is. All right, prison rules. We are off. Okay. This random skater is not from the United States. Oh. I got it. Over for me. The free skate guys got this. Saifa. <laughs> just just Saifa if you're ready, just just throw out the guess. We're, we're, you can you can get it off the first clue, it's fine. I don't
3: wanna break your heart again.
2: <laughs> All right. Okay. Um I'm gonna list a, a few previous teammates of this random skater. A couple a few previous teammates are guy Mariano. Tyler Bledsoe and John Rattray. Jesus oh, it grace. got quiet. It got quiet. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> so hard right <laughs> now. Everyone's thinking so hard. Fucking <laughs> brains moving. Wait, say, brain spin off was, who hours. was the second one again? It was Guy Mariano, uh-huh. Tyler Bledsoe, uh-huh. and John Rattray. Uh-huh. So, you guys just enjoyed that for a little bit. This skater's real first name is Simon. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did some digging. <laughs> I did some digging. I I found some documents online, some birth certificates. Dude, what the fuck are these clues, man? Real name, bro. Real first name. Simon just wasn't marketable enough. I bet you know. No,
0: it's not gonna work.
2: That's yeah, not gonna work. Well, I got a clue for you. <laughs> this random skater's—it's a little weird. Their family's house was in Fifty Cents AO Technology Music Video. Bro, but-
0: what the fuck is this?
2: <laughs> uh, How the fuck I don't- did you find this? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever give a clue that that good again. And tying into last week, I had to keep the 50 cent vibe going. So we had to include him in another episode. I respect it. That that did get away. Zero guesses. Uh, Can I get a guess? I'm gonna get a guess. Okay. (laughs) I, I have a feeling that this is his real name. So this might, that's the only thing that's given it away. But I think he was teammates with all of them at some point. Artosari. Is not correct.
5: Fuck. Ah! Oh, <laughs> fuck. I was like, so, so maybe I two guys yeah, I don't
2: know. Uh, Simon sorry. We had, the, he had the bowl at his house. I was like, oh, they did like a skate thing. Like, maybe. Fuck. Alright. Simon sorry. Simon, Simon sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was like, Prior. Simon <laughs> says not the right answer. Yeah, no. fuck. This random skater, Nolly, frontside flipped the famous Melbourne Museum gap four block no it's the it's the gap off the ledge over oh that's the one like up. switch back three flipped or whatever it's oh so the big big one shit. the bigger no four... not the big one okay not the big one okay
3: switch back three clip one
2: nolly front that's... side flip yep bro who the fuck <clears throat> Help me so far no, no Simon no, the... Lewis Marnell That is not correct. God. <laughs> Davis gets so much joy out of this. That's insane. Yes. That is not correct. Shout out Lewis Marnaldo. Um, okay. In a 2022 Quarter Snacks interview, he lists his five favorite video parts. They are Guy Mariano and Mouse, Jamie Thomas and Welcome to Hell, Anthony Papalardo and Mosaic, Heath Kirchard and Minefield, and Lucian Clark and Palasonic where he, our random skater, had a guest clip.
0: Oh, fuck. Who the fuck? <laughs> this one
2: is hitting Davis, Jesus. I wonder how many people are screaming at their car stereos right now. Probably not, I, I mean, I bet I bet the 50 Cent music video gave it away, but. Uh, whatever, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll burn another guest. Lucas Pwing. Oh, came in right before you were gonna guess. It's all good, because I was gonna it's, say Benny Fairfax. <laughs> it's... Well, well Saifa's incorrect. Stop! Oh. Am I right? And you are also incorrect. Fuck!
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know, maybe
2: he had a guess clip too. Okay, wow, wow. We are in uncharted territory, Mason, oh. and... Safe fire down to one guess left. I might just fucking let them miss, and then I'll just take the deep bro. Give it. a give hey. a guess. Come on. I you're, have just one gonna, more guess, you're just gonna you're just gonna bunt your way to the finish line. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. okay. I'll keep it's going. Just like the tournament. This is where maybe this is where maybe Mason uh, will prevail. As I'm gonna start listing artists. All right, all right. Artists I, at get, this I get one guess. Too. Yeah. Such artists include Travis, Portishead, Kate Bush. New order, the Blossom Toes, and the Charlatans. How old is this guy? Charlatans. Oh, (laughs) is it Danny (laughs) Brady?
3: He doesn't nollie frontside flip, bro. That
0: is incorrect. What <laughs> and Mason God! is out of
3: the game. Bro. Bro! he
0: would have his own part too. Oh, not gonna be a palace guy, is it?
2: Bro, <laughs> okay, the fucking palace thing has me fucked up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit, I'm out of this here. random skater has um, a master's degree. I gotta just sit here now. Yep. Fuck. Yep. Yo, I have one guess, but I'm so scared to. Yeah, play I'm, play I'm like, why it. am I burning guesses?
0: Throw it out. No,
3: man. we can't give your pussy out. I mean, uh, don't I mean, we
0: can't give <laughs> no, you- bro. That's not an <laughs> insult. Of 2023, man. Like, this is the thing you gotta- okay.
2: All right. So this this skater has a master's degree, was obtained at the Chelsea School of Art and Design for Fine Arts. <sighs> <sighs> ooh, 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 ooh. Sign. The Simon thing. One I keep more about that. All right. So it's like a fake name. This skater relaunched his co-founded brand earlier this year with a promo called Dreamers. <laughs> Dude, this
5: is
2: <laughs> a crazy one. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on a second. Gonna... Let's just slow down for a second. Oh all right you, you you know are you what are, you what are you thinking about Do you need to talk to out loud down. No. yeah this is a doozy mm-hmm. are you are you are you googling right now there's no googling <laughs> are you watching 50 cents AO technology music video because that's i don't even that remember that song
0: how'd that song go
2: sing that for us i think it was it, <laughs> justin timberlake was in it right mm. About as far as I can go, with that. And I don't want to give any more clues away. Who knows? My bro, like, I, I have one fucking guess. All right, I'm not saying it. Though. I need one more clue. That this one... this could be a biggie. This could be a biggie. It's right
0: with Ratray.
2: This random skater switched nose grind, fakie flipped across the famous Milan Plaza ledge over the grate.
3: Oh my god, I know oh, who it's it is. In fully well,
2: flared. Uh, it's the other. Shh. Oh Mason. My God. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay.
3: Oh, my brain, turn off,
2: please. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna keep going. I'm no, gonna keep no, wait. going here. Wait for wait
3: on that. One. Oh dude, what if I sing a song? Can I get it that way?
2: I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah, it going. Let's hear you sing. Everyone loves your singing. I sing heard. the song, yeah. Sing the <laughs> song. This random I'm, skater is regular. Oh, dude, I know exactly who it is. This is cool. I know the clip and how it's filmed and everything, but I don't know who it is. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck oh, so, is this? Oh, this is so I'm much better than last week. I'm just Last week yeah. was yes, yeah. epic, everyone. man. Yes, last everyone. Last week was great. Okay. Oh,
2: dude. This is pure the pain right now. I'm going to keep going. It is, man. This skater was once a part of, quote, unquote, the royal family. which, well, I don't know if I want to go there quite yet. Oh my you God, this man. is so painful. <clears throat> What's yeah, wrong it's starting... with my brain? Come <laughs>
0: okay. on. Alongside,
2: Eric. alongside Paul Shire, started Isle Skateboards. <laughs> I don't think
3: what I'm this gonna is, get it no what matter this what. What does his name rhyme with?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> rhymes with sh- my uh, Ronald
3: McDonald. Straight legend, but I'm not trying to give it to Donald either.
0: Oh. Okay, um, hold on,
2: Mason. Y- you you don't uh, you can picture the clip, but you can't think of the name, huh? It's so funny, I and, and, and I know you don't oh, have okay. the name either. No, oh, I still. It's crazy. Actually, don't even talk to me. You guys don't even get to talk to me yet. The royal family. The royal family. Under, that was a part of Lakai footwear. That was their English sort of connection. They had the Ronald McDonald, a real clue. <laughs> you can disregard Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Alright, I'm uh, I'm gonna start listing out um Please, videos, just this, wanna... skater <laughs> <laughs> these, these videos this skater has had a
0: party. Had a party?
2: These these are videos that the skater has had a party.
0: Videos are
2: first broadcast, Whoa. lost and found, make friends with the color blue, fully flared, eleventh hour, base or boss, and city Bro. of rats. Normal video parts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at my keyboard just to, He's just fucking cheating! Letters.
2: He's no, fucking cheating. cheating! No, he's, at cheating, this, he's cheating, he's at cheating! This get rate, closer and get back to the camera, man. At this at rate, we will cheat. accept cheating so one I of you gets it. I just want to look
3: at the alphabet so that sometimes the
2: first letter will just like generate the name for you. This skater had the last part in Blueprints Lost and Found. This skater designed a colorway for Nike SB with Isle skateboards, but he sort of he ideated and created the design, which was on a blazer. Oh a my god! I know blazer. who it is. I know who it is, bro. I know. It's it's uh. It's it's like one of the most generic first names ever. <laughs> right, Davis? Am I right? Yes, it is. Yes, John. You know, it's the holiday season and some might say that this first name falls I out don't, I I I don't think we should put this out. This is embarrassing that we all did get <laughs> Nick this. Nick Jensen! great. <laughs> yep. we finally have it. We have a correct guess. <clears> Thanks, <throat> Dave. Wait, so Simon Jensen has the same name as Simon Jensen? That's I, insane. That was actually going to be something that I was thinking of throwing out was how if he would have kept his real first name, then there would be two skaters with this name. The world
3: should never see this either. This was disgraceful.
0: Oh, well, here we go again.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel
3: we'll, as the clue master. Uh, we'll come back tomorrow night. We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Now Davis, you <laughs> killed it. Nick Jensen, I apologize. You're my friend Sebastian's favorite skater.
2: God. Oh, oh, I, I missed that clue. Everything. I missed that clue. Yeah, Nolly frontside flip the Melbourne Museum gap. The I was switch a banky yeah, flip.
3: Yeah, Get I did it, it. Right. I knew it from Switch Nose Grant Fakey Flip, and I, I was gonna guess, uh, guess Grant Kennedy. I'm glad I didn't.
2: <clears throat> Colin Kennedy.
3: Colin Kennedy. My bad. Yeah, Grant
2: we Kennedy would have had another me. another Shiloh incident if that would have happened. <laughs> Damn it, dude! All party. right, all right. Guess too early, bro. Uh, no, I know everyone blew my load. No,
3: but yo, Mason looked it up. When you figured it out, you cheated. <laughs> no, I
2: I did cheat, but I was like, bro. <laughs> I'm out. I'm he was out, out of the contest. What am I yeah.
0: supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. You want me to just sit here and fucking twiddle my thumbs? I told you it's oh. easier at home, Mason. I told you it's uh, easier. Google. Oh.
2: Yeah, but when you have a list of steamer, it's a lot easier
0: too. Easier on Google, man.
2: <laughs> well, oh, I'm just happy we got past the fourth clue. So, thank you all for participating in this week's random skater of the week. I'm gonna have to start digging up for more clues that hopefully stumps. Everyone, I'm sure no one at home was yelling at their car speakers and their headphones. I'm sure they didn't know either. That was pathetic. I'm so embarrassed. Donald keeps stacking wins. Donald keeps stacking wins. Play the music. Play the music video. That's how we're ending this one. (laughs) All right, I got a dip.
0: That was (laughs) fun. You've got mail last edition of the post office for the season me and the goal going to try and handle this rapid fire styles who we got up first brother
3: first up we got an email from luke Sorensen. quick one two for you boys one what mid two thousand shoe would you bring back to wear slash skate ellington needs to reissue his first america ellington shoe in my opinion 2 what is your favorite NFL shenanigans that have happened on and off the field mine has to has got to be Randy Moss mooning the Packers at Lambeau after a TD <laughs> shout out to the quizzy game
0: oh man number 1 mid 2000 shoe i would bring back shit maybe the the circa appleyards the OG one definitely like those or the original muskas um Something from Circa's heyday, probably. I think, like, Circa was massive for us when we were in that that age bracket. So, mm-hmm. one of those. And then NFL shenanigans. I don't know if I necessarily would call it my favorite, but I think it was, like, just the most insane it was the Antonio Brown saga, man. Like, oh it just God. kept adding more and more and more. Like, remember he wouldn't go to the Raiders because he didn't like the helmets? And then yeah. he got new helmets, and then he recorded the coach, and then, I don't know, just went crazy. Um, so, yeah, probably the Antonio Brown saga. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, for me, shoe, I'll go with the P-Rod
3: 2 in suede. It was just an incredible shoe once he worked it in. Felt like you could jump off a building in those. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then NFL shenanigans. Shit, oh, this one just popped into my head. But uh, Cam Newton, remember last year when he, his first game back, he had a rushing TD like right off the bat when he went back to the Panthers, and he's like yelling,
1: "I'm back!"
3: (laughs) And then he proceeded to lose that game and every
0: game the
3: rest of the way. But imagine that
0: feeling Of like That success so quickly Like you would think that
3: Oh for sure And I actually Like you know Obviously we're not Paying much attention To the Panthers I remember they kept Getting leads early In those games And then at the end Of the season I saw that they actually Lost every game He played in and, Oh like, god And that one I think they went up Like 14-0 or something And you just kind of Stopped paying attention Because who cares About yeah. Panthers games And then it's like Oh he actually
0: lost That game and every other one Fucking clown Yeah one thing I would like to see the NFL bring back is uh, Booger McFarwin on the scissor yeah. lift driving up and down oh. the sidelines yeah, for yeah, no yeah. reason. Like, uh, <laughs> that made Thursday night football, like or was it Monday? Whatever one it was. Bring Booger back, man. Dude, he's Fuck actually dogs. the best. I used
3: to think he was so annoying and, until like he grows on you and you realize he's actually hilarious. And I heard him on yeah. Silo's Pod a couple times and I'm like, oh, this dude's actually so fucking funny. I'm a, I'm a fan. I miss him though cuz I don't really like know where to see him anymore. I know he still works for ESPN or whoever the fuck.
0: But yeah. <clears throat> That's one of those you don't know what you got till it's gone, man. Yeah, exactly. Booger. Fucking legend. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got an email from Juan Cabrera. What's good, my bunt boys? It's been a while. A couple of shelved messages due to hitting sensitive spots on pros, but it's all good. Oh, so he's saying we're dodging some of his emails. Um, okay. How do you guys feel about the reissue period we are going through at the moment? Being the same age as you guys, it's been cool to reminisce on the past props and products from our youth. Reissues took me to a little rabbit hole of an old man, realized it was instantly bummed that we don't have the same pace in the industry as back in the day. It's too hyper nowadays. Both eras have pros and cons, but I'm getting too old for this shit, so it's only cons for me. (laughs) Did you guys see the memes of Wes in DC? Pretty crazy to think that even if you're a soda, you can't avoid the crazy-ass world of apps and being into Gram. Wes is an ounce guy. And quick last one before Safa passes out on the long email. How hyped are you guys? For TJ Rogers being a part of the one and only Skate Mafia. Peace dogs and have a peaceful Christmas. Thanks G. Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well.
3: Super hyped. Uh, I've said it before. Fucking always love Skate Mafia. Uh, as a, like when I was younger. I used to watch Skate Mafia Saturdays religiously. And so seeing TJ become a part of the crew. Uh, couldn't be happier for him. And... Uh, the reissues, I don't know. I, I don't really care if if it's something that I used to like. Like, I'm happy for the XL, uh, SXL fans out there that get to skate those again and shit, but um, I don't really care that much either way.
0: The question I have is just, other than S, have any of the reissued companies worked? Like, it seems like they just come back for a split second and then they go away again. I mean, yeah. S is seemingly doing a good job at sticking around again and congrats to them but it just seems like you try to bring something back that's probably gone for a reason and TJ, man, like we said before, did not get enough credit or enough um, love for his uh, chase for Sodi. man. Should have been up there a lot higher, I think. Hondos. Alright, next up we got an email from Hortensio
3: Herrera. Hey Bump Boys, it's been a while since my last email. Congratulations for one hell of a season. No barn is safe. Also, I'm very happy for you guys and everything you're doing with the pod. All the success you guys are having. Like the amazing guests, trade flip challenge, Beamer Beer, the merch, the Bunt Jam, and winning back to back. I have two things for you. First, for the guy asking what are safety hands in the post office. uh, That there's an IG dedicated to this trend. And it's at trendy capped. C-A-P-P-E-D. Um, and also I wanted to know what are your thoughts on the last season of Topway? You liked or not? Was that a good ending for the series? I want to hear the opinions of the guys that made me watch it. All the best. Hortensio.
0: Um, I was pretty satisfied You know I think that From the season before They moved off of that storyline Really quick And then right into this one From like The Spanish connection Straight to the Irish connection And then the Irish connection Was like An episode and a half I wish Mm -hmm. we got to see The season play out A little bit more I wish we got to see A lot more of like The Irish influence Because Those guys were so G Um and then I kind of liked how each other's characters ended. Not necessarily wait, wait, our wait, main wait, wait, dogs wait, wait, dying. Wait, wait,
3: wait, you don't want to spoil it? No, no, not. I just, something got spoiled for me on a pod. So we just need to give them a three seconds warning that spoilers are coming. So if you plan on watching Top Boy, plug your ears for the next 40 seconds or so.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I like how the character's stories ended. I like how Jax ended. I like how uh, Jamie's little brother, I forget his name. I like that how his character ended, didn't do something he didn't want to do. Sully, Duchesne, they went out the only way they could. So, <laughs> yeah. That's true, man. I wish Duchesne, like, the fact that they thought they had all this money in the bank and then they they were getting robbed too, like, it was seemed fitting. But I just, too short, man. I wish it was like 8 or 10 episodes the final season I feel that So just random aside
3: I'm in London right now And my when I got out here my sister's like Yo I just got invited to this party But then I didn't go And uh, Sully was at the party Who she has a huge crush Ooh. on And I'm like damn <laughs> <laughs> I, yo, I wish we pulled up to that That would have been so epic uh, Even though I'm more of a Duchesne kind of man myself But Anyways, I absolutely loved the last season. It's very, very hard to nail a finale. There's always going to be, you know, complaints. But as far as finales go for a show that I love as much as I did over the years, I thought they did a great job. Like Donald said, yeah, spoilers alert, obviously. Um, both They both had to die, and we knew it. And they let, they let fucking Sully make it to the very end of the show when you're just like yo he can't get away with this like he's the bad guy throughout. I mean they both are but um, the scene with them talking to each other over the fence was incredible like one final bro moment even though Sully just fucking killed his brother <laughs> and, and just them yelling at each other but then also like showing love in their last moments together was so cool and fitting uh, I also forget what Jamie's little brother's name was but I, I was bummed that they removed the middle brother from the whole scene. They couldn't even let my man get another check. They just nah, mentioned by name a couple times. When... Yeah. But, yeah, it was... Uh, I fucking loved it. Jack's so sick. I wish it was longer, too. But, like, when I think about that show, there's no bad taste in my mouth like a Game of Thrones type of thing. So I will definitely rewatch it start to finish at some point in the coming years because it was awesome.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Credits to Drake, man. Came in, took over, didn't wreck the thing. Safe is still a fan. Oh, I hate to hell give of a Drake job, credit friend. for anything, but I am got to give him. I got to give Drake hats off to you.
3: Ah! Um, you didn't insert yourself in it like you, you just fucking brought the money and fucking made it happen. Not and even a cameo, too. man. That's a yeah. real one. Yeah. Oh, and, yo, thanks for all those kind words,
0: Hortensio. I uh, really appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Happy holidays. And next up, we've got an email from Herbie Willis. Yo, what's up, Bunt Boys? Just a quick thought on Sodi. I want to put the tight booth G, Ryuhei Kitazumi of Nolly Hill fame into the mix. If he can cap off this year with another part, it's got to be him. The two tight booth edits, Lens 3 and the Nike Dunk, and his banger-free part were some of my favorite clips this year. Bonus question. Can you think of a better fakey hard hardflip than Mason Silva in the Huff video? A rare trick done to perfection, although shout-out to Karan's one at the end of cover version. Cheers for everything you do, and shout-out ass one behind-the-scenes piece from the UK. Oh, more UK love, G. Yo,
3: this is a, a great email. This guy is clearly watching his videos. Um i love i don't know how to pronounce his name but ryu such a fan he's that nolly heel heard around the world but let's be serious here um man's it's like never gonna him. happen he's not gonna win sody he's not like popular enough although he should be um and hats off to him for going absolutely ham all year appreciated all of his parts as well uh but yeah the, c- come on bro you know you know your boy ain't winning sody anytime soon um But there's something to be said about being an underground legend, too. That fakey hard, man. Actually one of the best. Uh, Quick thought. Nothing's coming to mind. The way he did it was so good. But, yeah, shouts to KGZ on his as well. And don't let let Will Marsh hear this email because he he might come after you, Herbie. Uh, But I'll just shout out Johnny Gay. (laughs) Johnny Gay did it down the oh, double Jesus First um, Some people Would would Be upset If that wasn't brought up mm-hmm.
0: Can you think of a better oh, Fakey heart No I don't even I, I don't even want to give Mason The best fakey, fakey heart. heart ever
3: Just, Oh fuck There is no episode next week Or I'd come back with a
0: I hate to give Mason Any props right now Oh That's yeah, tough no, I can't think of one, man. On to the next email.
3: <laughs> Fuck,
0: Will's actually got a beast one. Can't think of a specific
3: one though. All right, Mason Silva has the best fakey heart flip ever.
0: Oh, okay. just for now, man. Like Yeah, yeah, until Send until in your we... fakey hearts to the Instagram, the bun live on Instagram. We need to let's let's prove that Mason's ain't the best ever, man. Please. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, next up, we got a quick one from James Turner. Love the podcast. I've been going through a hard time, and listening to your episodes has been a big help. Thanks
0: for all you guys do.
3: Yes, sir. James
0: Turner, doing it for the people, baby. Thanks for writing in.
3: Hey, happy holidays, James. Um, Sorry to hear you're going through a hard time. 2024 is around the corner. Time for some new year, new me vibes. Up in this bitch, me and Donald as well, right there with you. So uh, we'll, we'll get through it and uh, we'll be back and uh, hope things turn around for you soon, bro. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, an email from Andrew Guardhouse. Are there any brands you were or are fans of that seemingly nobody else was? For myself, I love numbers boards. Their A25 shape just worked for me. Love the pod, and hope everything is good in your neck
0: of the woods. What you got, Donald? Fuck numbers, man. You don't hear too many people loving numbers boards. (laughs) I know you might be the the minority on that one. Yeah, (laughs) kept them alive for the three weeks they were running. Shit, I don't I wouldn't say that nobody else was, but I definitely didn't hear too many people loving silver trucks back in the day when they were out. But I, I was a fan of those. They had the little cap that would go on the end of the axle oh, so that you wouldn't slip the axle. <laughs> Bro, those are brutal. Like if that hit your ankle, it stuck out so far. Oh, oh man, I remember I had fresh silvers. And Morgan had, like, tossed, like, two boards into the water at Ontario Place Hubba. And then he grabbed mine to go next with. And I was just like, say goodbye to my silver trucks, man. (laughs) And they went swimming with the other ones. Obviously, Morgan's the man. Replaced the complete. All was well, but that was a hard day. So somewhere at the bottom of Lake Ontario is a fresh pair of silver trucks, if anybody needs them. Oh, God. Uh, I wouldn't say... I can't think of one that I love that people
3: mostly would have thought was kooky, but I definitely rode for some shit back in the day that was uh, not that dope. I rode for Richter Wheels and Force Trucks, if anyone remembers Force Trucks. Oh, shit.
0: Yo, they had a sick logo.
3: They had a sick team. It was like Darrell Stanton and some, some peeps. I feel like probably a money grab for some people, but the trucks sucked. I remember... They kept breaking. The axles kept breaking, and it, it was like some something in the production line was off. Because it was like you'd like ollie a five stair, and it would just
0: snap off. <clears throat> so that was that was tight, dude. It <clears throat> seems like the truck game is the hardest one to break into and like stick around. Oh yeah, but Oski and uh, Pontus. Are trying to make Lurpiv trucks work, so good luck to them. What's it called? Lurpiv, L-U-R-P-I-V, brand new truck out of Scandinavia, man. Wow, good luck. You're yeah. gonna need it. But he's got the magic touch,
3: so maybe he'll, uh, maybe he will make it pop. Yeah, two pretty influential guys right there. Hey, this send us work. a box, eh? Hey. <laughs> oh wait, no, Dude, we're Thunderman's around trucks. here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: fuck, bro? fuck out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo give me a box I actually fucking shove it Dude <laughs> I don't want that shit uh, Next up We've got an email from Sigurd Jesperson. Yo bunt boys just watched the Cody Chapman new part Holy shit that dude is crazy With his new part And his part in the Lakai video five months ago Or something he is definitely A Sody contender Do you fuck with Cody or Do you guys not think he's in the mix And who is your Sody? Peace Damn. Unfortunately, some of these emails are from
3: uh, five days ago and whatnot. So a little late, but
0: Cody Chapman, what do you think? Some people just need a reality check on who is even able to win Sodi, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, Cody Chapman, no matter how good he skated, I don't think he was going to win Sodi, man. Just think about guys this year and in years past who have been so close and missed out this award is built for the upper echelon of skaters i don't think if you look down the list of Sodis, there's any seemingly unknown guys really winning sody so i don't think cody had a chance like my sody personally was john shanahan i liked what he did this year Stays true to himself on the East Coast, always doing his thing. I ain't going to argue with Miles because, obviously, undeniable talent. But I personally had John Shannon. Yeah. I mean, like Donald said, look at
3: the list of sodies. There's never been a Cody Chapman in there. Um, Same thing with uh, the Japanese homie that the other emailer brought up. It just ain't realistic for some people because you got to be a next level skater. But popularity... Is also a part of it, I'd say. I'd and, say, yeah. Talent, talent isn't everything in this weird ass skate world we live in. And I had, I had miles for Sodi, so uh, <clears throat> happy for him, man. Such a nice mm-hmm. dude. Came on the pod. Bless us with his time. We even talked about like he was honest about wanting to win Sodi as that being a goal for him. So um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy that he.
0: You know had his master plan and fucking pulled it off because it's not easy man bro and in the video when his boys tell him like he was genuinely moved like that was a real big accomplishment for him personally so when it's something like that you gotta be you gotta be really happy for the guy and like dude even Uto, man like what a year Utos had and for him to not win like these are big name guys that like I mean, we talk about it in sports all the time. Like, there's really good people out there in the sports world who don't win titles. Mm-hmm. And it's even, like, even less people win sodi. So yeah, it's a big exactly. thing, man, to get that shit from from Thrasher, you know?
3: I think Yuto, I hope he wins one at some point. But I think he just needs to be more, um, like, he needs to plan out his year a little better. You know, he. I, I know he has responsibilities to sponsors, so like his Nike part didn't come out like this time of year, like which kind of fucked him because that was his better part, I think. Like his his dopest part. Like imagine that Nollie back 270 heel board came out like so. Oh, the week. Japan part. Or, yeah. yeah. What did I say? Um,
0: yeah. We well, just sh- said Nike. It wasn't oh, Nike yeah, part. Yeah. I'm just. saying. It was all Japan. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I think luckily he's young and he's fucking arguably the most talented skater in the world. So I think having come this close, if he does want to, like, I feel like for guys as productive as him, you just need to go ham for two years and then strategically put all the stuff out. Like this year just felt like, yeah, it felt like his, his part the other day that was like just felt rushed. A couple bangers, but also a lot of stuff that like, we see him doing every contest on like smaller rails than he does them in contest and stuff. It just kind of lulls you to sleep. Not just that's harsh, but like, you know what I mean? It's just like he had the last trick, which was insane, but it wasn't enough. He needed, he needed like a five or six minute part of pure bangers to cap the
0: year. Yeah. Not, you can't peak like halfway through the year and then. Like he should have saved that like, last two and a half minutes for something else. Yeah, exactly. Push that so, like, to next year. Exactly. Um, Who is someone who hasn't won one yet, a younger guy, who you can see winning one down the road? Just throw a name out there. Well, I think we said it when he
3: came on the pod or when when he got out of the Week back in the day. Uh, Jack O'Grady, who came close this year, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately got hurt uh, towards the end of the year. So like Yuto, I feel like his last part wasn't as heavy as he probably would have wanted it to be. And uh yeah. but knowing him and how insane he is on the board, um I, I wouldn't put it past him to pull it off in years to come because he's still a young buck too.
0: <clears throat> um someone I could see winning it one of these days, man, Rowan Zarilla. The the skill that guy's got is insane. And then I gotta throw another one out there. Like Grant Taylor's gonna get it at one point, right? Like Damn, he's, did he's he never like, get one? I don't think he has one, does he? Um I
3: feel like no, he doesn't no have one. one would bro. have one, but
0: that's what I mean. Like it's coming, right? <laughs> I mean, at some point he's,
3: he's got time. They could
0: Now he didn't hit him one. with one. Oh, uh, wait, he won in he won in 2011. Come on, dog. <laughs> I knew he won. <laughs> Fuck me. 12 What's years ago What's this wrong guy with won. You, bro? Dude, you would—I could hear you typing to make sure, like you did yeah, but for I, sure. I had a feeling you did. I can't believe your
3: dustiness infected me there.
0: <sighs> That's fucking crazy. Shout out GT, man. So I guess I'm sticking with uh, Roman. Oh, Carilla. I love
3: that. Yo, I could just—I could just hear like Mason listening to that and just being so disgusted with you. But then I fucking got suckered into the cluelessness as well.
0: Dude, Mason literally can't say anything. Like, came on, we literally just heard from him last segment, just throwing wrong answer after wrong answer (laughs) out at Random Skater of the Week, like, it's different, man, it's different when the mic's in front of you, and Mason can attest to that now. Yeah, real talk. But no one would expect me to know that anyways, like, it's just not in my wheelhouse. You love GT, I mean, I don't know who doesn't, but like...
3: That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. He deserves another. For fuck's sake! I'm just gonna you know who deserves another? Ashad, man, come on, Ashad. He's my dark horse for next year.
0: He's sick Yo, and I hate tired to of say it, but like,
3: he's just modeling. He's about to go ham.
0: But Ashad gets that like LeBron treatment, man. Where Should have won it multiple times, but they're just like, oh, he'll get another one later. He'll get another one later, bro. Like,
3: even he knows that. Like that year that I always say that he should have won over Ave. I actually Mm -hmm. asked him about that in Miami, and he he's like, "Yeah, like I remember that year. They're like, 'Yeah, you'll you'll win more down the line.' And then fast forward like ten years, you can't do that,
0: man. That's why I was surprised when Tyshawn won won a second time. Should have been. Don't get me started about that. That was that was the most contested year I think of all time. Yeah, like the big three going toe to toe that year was insane, bro. Jamie Foy over Tiago as well. Tiago, to me, that's yeah, a rough one. Yeah, luckily, it's not us making those decisions. Maybe it should be. Maybe it should. Maybe it will be, dude. <laughs> 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 I don't know about that. Ugh.
3: Next up, we got a voice note from none other than Corgan Sowers. Sowers. You, you know him? No.
1: What's good? D Jones, Ghost, and some motherfucking one behind the scenes. The man damn Jack Hannigan last week in the post office got me thinking about Safe Fuss's top quotes of all time. Also, don't ever disrespect me coming in the post office talking about, oh, say the Nine Club intro fuck out of here with that shit but uh yeah it got me thinking about how i haven't heard a fat stew from you guys in a minute um when i started listening to the podcast i started from episode one and there was like a good two months where i was just infected by the stew bug i mean like with all my homies i'd use it endlessly and uh yeah i never really found out what it meant or where the origin was so uh yeah i was wondering if i could get a little background on that and maybe a 2024 resurgence in the uh in the word, yeah. I don't know. You guys fucking kill it always. Thanks for getting me through hours of fucking working and uh yeah. Let me get some green cans or no, let me get some beamer buzz. The only buzz. <laughs> Holy
0: shit, shit fucking OG in the post office right here man have me crying a little bit there man don't fuck around with a nine club intro in the post office man (laughs) (laughs) yo straight out of san francisco but
3: damn the origin yo actually i think it just started like me and some high school buddies that well you guys have probably heard them if you've been listening since day one uh my buddy from from school from since way back like grade 5 also friends with Dono um a good good friend of the show Ludovic Lalinga he's also insane and me and him always would make weird noises in high school or just like it was one of those ones where we started saying still sarcastically like around when still was like a big thing would be like yo i'm going to the corner store still <laughs> <laughs> trying to sound hard And then Me and dude being The dumbasses we are We just started Making it sound Crazier and crazier There's so many variations I actually Fuck next season Or something I gotta get dude To send us a voice note With like Every variation possible I think he actually has In a voice note before But You know Many iterations Over the years Stop Oh my god Stop Like I, I could go on for days But uh, yeah, it just came from that, and then I don't know. I guess it bled into the pod for a bit, but as things do, um, they come and go. I don't even know like how Corrigan was saying it. I don't even remember like
0: how I used to say it on the pod in the early days. Well, that's years and years ago. I definitely, like, you guys change how it's said. I mean, I think there's a good handful of voice notes over the years from Lude where at the end of every sentence, there's a still. <laughs> Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Like, even <laughs> I'm like, listening
0: to it and I'm like, all right, get on with it already for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me and Ludovic have had a rocky friendship over the years, but got love for the guy and his, uh, he's definitely got some good quotes, man.
1: Can yeah, he tell that.
0: us a story about where he shit in someone's front uh (laughs) garden and then didn't wipe his ass for the rest of the party. i was
3: losing it it was our friend from (laughs) fucking elementary school when we were in like high school or university this This guy just couldn't wait no it it wasn't that he couldn't wait it's because he didn't want to go in the house and then like immediately go Go to the bathroom before saying hi to everyone he didn't want to be that dude (laughs) so he shattered in her
5: flower yeah Yeah.
0: yeah Oh, fucking freak show. But yeah. Yeah, bring him back, man. Bring Still back. Bring it all back. I think we got to get a little bit more hood back in the pod, man. It's getting a little Yo, soft.
3: If, if someone remembers what episode that voice note's in, please email us just cuz <laughs> I got to go Christ. listen to that too. <laughs> Did we have him on as a guest person in the
0: post office or something? I think he's been on in the sports, maybe. I don't know. That uh, was a mistake, out. though, whoever agreed to that. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. Uh, thanks for sparking some memories, Corgan. Thanks for listening. You
0: legend. Still. Absolutely, man. All right, next up, we've got an email from Hector B. So my boys and I have a long-running debate. shot or Miles Silvas, who is the best? We work in a skate park in London, Bay 66, so the topic comes up a lot. This debate has been ongoing for over a year now, and Miles part just recently reignited it. Personally, I'm Team Ashad, but I'm a massive fan of Miles too, so no real hate. My friend Thomas is Team Ice Shot, but recently got caught lacking with the Silvis wall board by his bed. <laughs> <laughs> All the youngers are Team Silvas, but I feel like they just missed Ice Shot in his prime. He's still in his... Pro- um, anyways, they only reference I Shot's most recent footage, which I'm pretty sure was filmed in a week because the man is a machine. So I'd like you to help us settle once and for all why I Shot is the greatest and put some respect on his name. Like I said, no disrespect to Miles. He's incredible, but I Shot is the goat. Thanks. Love what you guys do. Your podcast gets us through the miserable English winter months. P.S. More UK skaters. Please, y'all, Bear UK. The post office this week, fucking love it, bro. It
3: must have known I was coming, and goddamn, yeah. it's gray as hell. It gets dark so early. I feel what you're saying, but I'm happy to be here. Um, this is a great debate. Really, really good, cause I've thought about this myself, and I always, I always land on a shod. But Miles is one of those dudes that's so fucking crispy that there's not. Many people who can do like some of the shit he does. Like, he's the best at certain tricks, probably in the world. Like, probably got the best switchback heel in the world. Might have the best switch heel back tail. You know, like, there's certain things that, like, when, when it's a go to of his, like, no one's crispier. But the way I usually like to compare the best of the best is who can do more shit that the other person can't do. And Ashad's the guy that I feel like if you. Give him a week, he'll figure out any trick on any obstacle. And what usually differentiates him is his transition skills, because this fool can skate a bowl with the best of them He can. Well, Miles can get super hash too and hit big ass rails, but we obviously know Ashad ain't scared of the kink rails and all that hash real shit. As far as jumping goes, they're both you know similar level. And then it just comes down to your whose style you like more but i think ashad is one of the most well-rounded skaters ever to step foot on a board where miles uh, next level talent but you know you know like you're less shocked or like you're when a, when an ashad part comes on you never know what spots he's gonna skate you know because he can skate at all where miles you know you're gonna get your Manny's, your rails, your hubas, and your sets for the most part.
0: Yeah, I got to go with Dice Shot too, man. You just can't deny it. But I actually have a better debate for you guys and a debate that was inside our crew growing up similar to this like, one oh. skater versus another. Yeah. And this one will never be settled because we just can't get to the bottom of it, man. Kevin Spanky Long or Galea Mamalu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to put a poll. Did we already <laughs> do this? Re- like this? This came we, up one time on the pod. We need like a bit, vi- like a couple clips of each. We're gonna get our video guy on this, and then it's going down once and for all. Galia Mamalu versus Spanky. We gotta get to the bottom of this. Maybe Out. we'll do the ice shot versus Miles one too, just for shits and giggles. We also
3: gotta. Yeah, that that yeah, we should. That's a really good one. A couple polls. Hopefully, none of the skaters get mad. It's just barbershop debates here. But mm-hmm. um, for the Kevin, for the Spanky and Galia ones, it's got to be comparing them both in their primes because obviously Galia, uh, although he still skates. Oh, if we're here and talking there, about who had a better career, homie, I think that that's, yeah, that's it's it's not even over. close. Yeah. Spanky's still fucking reinventing himself, killing it. Yeah, um, love. Love everything that Spanky's been up to, and uh, dude, I
0: feel like Spanky has really closed the gap over the last few years in people's minds. Though, man, when it was when we talked about this as kids, I think it was a pretty clear answer who was um, a more skilled skateboarder at the time. Obviously, give the edge to Galia, but dude, it's been a long time since anybody's seen Galia, so this might be a Spanky landslide. Bro, I don't know if he has a private Instagram, but Galea still gets fucking
3: buck here and there when he goes on vacation in the winter. He finds random skate parks. Like, I remember last winter, he's like doing three flip lips and Nolly skate well, skinnies man. and we're shit. We're going to find out. We're going
0: to find out. Bro. We'll post a couple of their enders from back in the day. And then uh, on to the poll, man. It's such a good debate cuz honestly wait.
3: Prime Spanky it's so yo, hard bro. His style was so fucking good this um, is skateboarding. Like and this is skateboarding. Yeah, and some of those clips in the on video when he was like like pre knee stuff. Man, that dude was just special. But then Gawia and it's probably oh. cuz of the way I skate like uh, and he was like one of my favorites growing up that I'm biased a little bit but Holy shit, man. Nolly heel front boards, Nolly heel back lips, like so clean and popped and just such a beast. Great debate. Mm-hmm. All right, last up, we got an email from our boy in Toronto, Nick Genova. What's up, boys? I feel like this is probably something that you've already considered, but fuck it. I want to petition for a new addition to Rapid Fire after asking them the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed i want to hear what's the biggest beam you've ever witnessed or beamer i feel like it falls into a similar category as bunts where the terminology didn't originate in toronto but was probably the most heavily used in our city and in our generation there was a whole generation of us who were mortified to even look up after landing a trick for fear (laughs) of being labeled a beamer For anyone listening to the podcast, beaming is when you look up and scan the perimeter to see who saw your trick, or when you self-celebrate or brag about a trick a little too hard. This also includes being like, yo, check out this sick clip, and then you just show them a clip of yourself. (laughs) Our generation was cutthroat about that shit. Now that you guys launched Beamer Beer, I think it's time to introduce the world to a term that us older Toronto skaters hold dear.
0: Cheers. That's fucking right That's what we're all about here Nick You know Keeping that shit humble And he's right If you were determined to be a Beamer That was a tough spot to be in When we were kids man (laughs) Um, uh, One of the greatest Beams of all time Had to go to our One of our main men Ben Davis Woo (laughs) Woo
3: All right, no, let me let me tell you because i was there I i don't know if you were there it was dude the way he said it and shit first of all i was there when he did the front shove it was mind-blowing like we were celebrating so hard running out because it was an indoor 10 that was a bust and he just fucking front shoved the hell out of it it's actually in streets of toronto and it's labeled cody brown so the he took his injury, shine <laughs> so we pull up the common ground in the skate park and we come in. It's the same week as the front shove. So, like, of course, our whole crew talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Walk into the skate park, and our friend Nathan Brown's behind the counter. He just comes in, <laughs> struts in, like, hey Nathan, did you hear? He's like, what? Front shove to 10. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, uh, Nathan shit. didn't even know what to say. He didn't even say which 10. Or anything Like it was So Ben hates when we tell the story Because it's obviously A little embarrassing But it's uh, It was Bro, one of the Fuck that hyped- being
0: embarrassed Like yo At no, this no. point He did front shove the 10 So yeah. fuck it Really D, man That's a hammer of a lifetime If I had done it I'd still be telling
5: people
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But yeah That's just my favorite beamer story of all time so shout out to ben shout out to nick this email is fucking legendary i think after 18 seasons we do need to revamp the rapid fire need some fresh blood in there so yeah maybe we will save maybe safer will add that or remove something else like we got to pick some questions that are hitting harder than others nowadays yeah usually we don't take too kindly to uh
3: people telling us how to do the show or what to change or whatever because everyone's got a different opinion but Nick uh, cheers to you it's a a great idea especially with Beamer Beer and shit it'd be a fun way to um, get that involved a little bit and thanks for sparking some memories but yeah you're so right our generation like we're so mean and I feel like Noah T was just the ringleader behind all of those rules and mm-hmm. I think it made us a little more humble, all of us, because we we got out of some bad habits that
0: kids usually have pretty early. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> all right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week and for this season. But don't get it twisted. Keep the emails coming into live at gmail.com. I think me and the ghosts are going to do uh, an off-season post office at every now and again this offseason, man, just to keep it moving, maybe have some special guests on there, you know? People tap it in.
3: Yeah, let's do some some YouTube post-officing with uh, mm. special guests. And I'm going to go watch some some little Nick parts from back in the day and make sure our boy wasn't beaming too hard. Back 180, Fakie Manny. Fakie big
0: flip out at CBC. Just got to double check you didn't beam, you know what I'm saying? Dude, nolly backside flip, Fakie Manny. It's like, this guy had it all Ooh. back then, man. Yeah, He's probably still got it, too, but
3: back then. He's shook now. He's shook. He caught the fear bug a few years ago and never recovered. But I believe in you, Nick. 2024 is your year.
0: Let's get some clips, baby. This is the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. We are in the middle of the fantasy football playoffs. The NBA season is heating up. But we are going back in the time machine and going over our predictions from the beginning of the season just to see where we're at. Let's spark it off with the NFL MVP at the beginning of the season, my pick, Josh Allen. Not looking so, so hot right now, but the Buffalo Bills are heating up. Things are looking good. If he finishes strong, his <laughs> name might be at the right. hat, man. Who'd you have?
3: have six, six losses. Even if they win out, he ain't winning that shit. Uh, I had Jalen Hurts, who... That team, not looking too hot right now either. But uh, if they slap up Seattle tonight, then... I don't think he's going to win it, though. I feel like Brock Purdy... Looking clean right now after Dak
0: just got shit on by Josh Allen. Well Yeah, Brock Purdy probably jumps over him in the NFL MVP odds, but Dak Prescott at the beginning of the week was at the top spot. Dak can still smooth things out and get it done. So uh fingers crossed, but Lamar Jackson's lurking in the weeds, man. And uh he could always just step in there and take it over. Next up Offensive player of the year. I had Jamar Chase. You had Justin Jefferson. Shit. I actually don't remember who I had. Apologies. Maybe I maybe
3: I did say Jefferson, but if I did, that went out the window. No, both of ours are out the window. And then Jefferson went down. Sad. Sad things, man. Jamar and Jefferson, both fantasy busts. You could say too.
0: Well, considering where they were drafted, yeah. Right now, the betting odd Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, and in third, CeeDee Lamb. That's a very far away third. Defensive player of the year. You had the one and only Micah Parsons, baby. Because it looks like Micah's going to pull it off and get the win, which would be great. I had Nick Bosa. He's a little ways down the list. Wait, you think Micah's going to get it? Micah right now is the, the odds-on favorite. Why? Who Who would you think?
3: Uh, Miles Garrett, TJ yeah. Watt,
0: Deron Bland.
3: Uh, the Steelers are too shit now. Miles Garrett. I could see taking it. Like, keeping that... Dude, what are they, 9-5 and five now? Like, that's crazy with the fucking quarterback carousel over there it's really impressive Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'd still be hyped
0: if micah won it or miles garrett next up we had coach of the year odds dan campbell and D'Amico ryans and mike mcdaniel all all tied atop the odds right now i had doug peterson a little bit further down the list but the jaguars are I mean, a terrible game against the Ravens, but up and down season for them.
3: Yeah, I had Mike Tomlin, <laughs> and I feel like I went all in with the Steelers. Um, fuck, dude. It actually, it's just starting to hurt my heart to, to watch them, man. Now they just announced they're going to fucking Mason Rudolph next week, man. It's oh, just my such God. a disgrace. Tomlin's been the coach forever, and I feel like this is the first year since I've been watching football that like people have had the nerve to mention the hot seat and him in the same sentence. Oh, you know, come I don't on. think he deserves to lose his job or anything, but they gotta make some take a big look in the mirror this offseason because it, it went from like shaky but winning games to just absolutely
0: disgraceful. Yeah, there's absolutely no chance that he is on the hot seat. But not a good way to finish the year. Let's move over to fantasy. For my fantasy MVP. I had Calvin Ridley picked and uh Oh shit. Week one was great and had a lot of people regretted not taking him in the second and third round. But After uh luckily <laughs> the people who missed out on him are uh pleasantly happy with how the things unfolded.
3: Yeah. He's one of those frustrating ass guys where When you pop so hard week one And like everyone who got him I feel like in drafts reached for him to a degree Cause no one Like he didn't I feel like he wasn't falling in any drafts It was like People were either reaching in round two Or like getting him early round three type of vibe Like, And I remember Doing some mocks in the middle of summer And he was like round four, five, six or something But once the drafts actually started It was like holy shit Ridley like remember with Matt Ryan Blah 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 uh glad i missed him but when someone goes that hard week one it just like makes you not bench them for way too many weeks you know it fucks you over so hard because you're like no 100 and a td this week for sure well mine was even worse um my main man jk dobbins i'm never drafting you again you bastard i drafted you as a rookie and uh he's actually all right as a rookie but always a timeshare over there fucking obviously torres
0: fucking achilles week one uh get well soon brother Mm -hmm. next up we had fantasy bust i had alexander madison didn't believe in the talent long term and obviously i was right there i thought ty chandler was gonna get a shot a lot earlier in the season than he did but Luckily, he his coming out party was the week I played him in the fantasy playoffs, and Ants won absolutely, laid a goddamn beating on my ass this week, which he usually does in the fantasy football playoffs, becoming a fucking regular thing around here. <laughs> um, but one thing I will say, I'd rather get my ass kicked when I'm in the playoffs than lose by single digits and have myself questioning which decision I should have made whereas like I just the whole team flopped so fuck it man I wasn't gonna win anyways yeah fucking
3: fantasy football man another year down the drain for me but ants yo I gotta give him props cause he well I had zero dollars left but I was about to put any money I had on Ty Chandler but I've had zero fab dollars for like over a month now so (laughs) <laughs> I think Ants got him for four bucks And I was so pissed And then he picked up Denver Like the day of the games I think On like Saturday or something No he played so that- Vegas. Vegas Oh sorry Vegas yeah yeah he picked up Denver 25 and he points saw- Yeah he picked up Vegas Good the job. day of And combined he got Almost 50 points from those two positions That he played on you So yeah, was that was some great. great managerial Skills Ants Shout out to you Um, I was pissed because my fucking team Well My season ended twice I had a half decent team I never felt like I had like a top three team At any point this year But I lost in that Fucking Bengals game Me and you got hurt by this one Bengals Ravens We both lost Mark Andrews in our two leagues And I had T Higgins So I lost um, I felt like I lost T Higgins Right with Jake Browning Mm -hmm. coming in. We didn't know what to expect at the time. And then the same thing happened to you in the money league. You lost Andrews and you have Jamar Chase. So that was a really shitty Thursday night for both of us. And my QB was Justin Herbert. So in a three-week stretch or whatever it was, I I lost Higgins, Andrews, and Herbert. And I ended up playing Higgins and Jake Browning uh, right before I got on my flight. I saw that second touchdown of sin streaming on that my phone epic. and my pro- i was projected to beat simon by like 35 or something i was like "Woo, i'm chilling and i had all my best players left but i had the worst feeling i think i was in berlin when this happened when remember when san francisco went against dallas and i had pollard as oh, my first yeah. pick and they're just sometimes the cowboys just start a game and you just like you just, you just know, know it. it's gonna be a long night and luckily cd got that touchdown at the end but It ended up just torturing me more because I'm like, oh, is there a chance? Well, no. But Karma got me because I needed 12 points from my tight end, and I had Evan Ingram. But I I saw that Simon didn't pick up a tight end because he's not paying attention to this league as much. So I picked up David Njoku and uh, Likely. What's his first name? Isaiah. Isaiah Likely. Uh, just to block simon from having a tight end so he he went and like (laughs) picked up craft on green bay who was projecting like three points ends up getting fucking 40 yards and a touchdown so a 10 piece (laughs) i I had i dropped likely and and joku right and i lost by eight points likely put up 12 or likely put up Twelve or thirteen points, and Njoku put up like sixteen. So both the guys that I picked up and dropped just to block Simon would have won me the week. It was Jesus karma Christ. at its finest. I played that Evan Ingram two points, and the other thing was I traded Simon um, Waddle and Dell Waddle Waddle and Tank Dell for C D Lamb, and then the difference of those points had we not made the trade, I also would have won. So a lot of a lot of pain over here because I thought it was in the bag and then Waddle went crazy on me and I ultimately lost to Terry McLaurin was the last guy to put the dagger in me fucking best game of the season 20 fantasy points non PPR Uh, and that's a RIP on my fantasy football year right there
0: you also said that uh, Debo Samuel would be the fantasy bust of the year at his ADP and Debo has been strolling along just fine we both had predicted the Bengals versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl. This is your last chance to get it right, man. You going to switch it up?
3: Wait, wait. I got a quick question about Debo. I didn't have him, so I didn't pay too close attention. But I feel like he was super up and down. No, no you he got had, hurt. Like, the last couple, Aside from him being hurt, he
0: was. Yep. In the end zone again this week. I think he got two touchdowns. So.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah, he went crazy the last three weeks then. But i remember yeah, at some points does. in the year i was like oh i was right like i remember he had 0.8 one time he was playing as a decoy one week but yeah, yeah overall, that's he, he did his thing
0: he had two down weeks and the rest he was been pretty fucking rolling super bowl prediction what do you got man you're gonna switch it up from Bengals and eagles or what
3: uh well i i think my official entry was dolphins and eagles because we d- i didn't want to say the same thing Ooh, as you not so bad but Not so bad. I dude, I don't trust Miami, man. Just like I don't trust the Cowboys, man. Fucking the only every team seems to be pretty fucking up and down, except for the Niners. Other than that one three-week stretch where they had some key skill player injuries, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was a betting man, I would now take 49ers and still so hard in the afc maybe this is what i would like to see i don't know if it's the most likely but i would love to see lamar shake the haters off his back finally win uh i think he's won one playoff game win multiple playoff games and take that squad to the super bowl i think that would be a pretty epic battle
0: that would be insane and then what the niners beat him in the finals oh if, if
3: that was the final i don't like the niners so i'd be rooting for the ravens all day
0: but realistically who do you think would win?
3: The Niners, man, they're fucking <laughs> yes. they're a well-oiled machine, man. It's I'm
0: going to say the Eagles get their revenge on the Niners in the playoffs. You know, the Niners are peaking right now. I think the Eagles are going through a little adversity, which is good for them to get this out of the way. You know, their mm-hmm. people are down on them people are doubting hurts they're doubting what's going on in philadelphia and i think this team is making a little bit of a change and putting matt patricia in charge of the defense i think that defense is stacked man i i really think they can get it done Um, hopefully i know hurts has been a little bit hurt here and there but i think the eagles get it done against the niners and then we haven't seen this type of season from the Bills in a long time. A real gritty season, you know, where they really gotta earn it in the last few weeks to get into the playoffs. They just beat the brakes off the Dallas Cowboys and uh, Dallas versus Philly and the Super Bowl comes to Bills Mafia baby. As blue collar oh, as it God. gets. Let's go. Josh Allen. Diggs is uh Diggs and Davis, you know, they ain't happy out there. Kincaid, sometimes we don't even need him. The way Cook put the team on his back last night and got the job done, man. That was fucking beautiful. And uh, I'd love to see Buffalo win the Super Bowl. That is, uh,
3: would you bet money on that though? (laughs) Because like the Bills. No, that's just with my heart. If I'm gonna bet money,
0: schedule. If if I'm literally putting money, it would probably be something along the lines of uh, Baltimore and yeah, SF. That's the logical thing to do. But bro, I had. Fuck logic, man. I I can't remember. I think I
3: put like 20 bucks on Miami to win their division. And like a couple weeks ago, it looked like such a lock. And today I just checked both of their schedules, rest away. And I'm like, should I cash out? Because they're offering me like an early cash out. Bro. The Bills are winning. The Bills are winning out. Like they've got trash. And they look
0: fucking ready too.
3: But, yo, they, they have New England. I forget who they play next week, but it's, like, a team that they're guaranteed going to beat, like, Arizona or something dusty. And then they play Miami in the last week. So, if Miami – I need Miami to win their next two, and then I'm okay. But I think Miami has two really tough – like, all three of their games left are tough. Like, I feel like they play maybe the Eagles. Like, I, I can't remember. But I'm like, do I just cash out? Because
0: – Yeah. Yeah. Losing I that I'd, bet would I would be think fucked. about it, man. Let's end the season on offering one NFL team a piece of our expert advice, man. I've been thinking about this one for a long time, and I think it's time the Kansas City Chiefs move on from Kadarius Tony. Just get him off the oh field, my man. God. Just get him I off the field.
3: To a pick the other day, oh my going God.
0: offside against the Bills the week before, like, dude this is the National Football League and you have options like Rashi rice out there it's time to just put that man into the spotlight and and let him do what we think he could do man Kadarius Tony your time is done it was fun while it lasted
3: it was fun last season and like didn't he get a touchdown in the Super Bowl or am I making yes. that up no he um, did
0: he did so what do you got you got a piece of advice for someone?
3: yeah um let me think well just to to finish off there like yes go to rice oh you mean for the rest of this season mm-hmm. or just like a piece of advice say, for a do f- get fucking a receiver god damn it it's too well, late for this season but yeah yeah a piece of advice eh yes justin fields can be exciting exciting he could be a thrill to watch and you know can big play potential but most of it leads to losses, man. And that's what really matters. <laughs> Bears, just fucking pack it in. Let Justin Fields go and try and, you know, continue to have a, a career as a starter because I think it could happen still. Like, he's got skill, but it's just, I think he just needs a fresh start and y'all need a fresh start. I think it could be one of those breakups where it ends up best for both parties and just fucking hope the Panthers keep losing. Although... They fucking won this week, fucking idiots. Actually, no, they're giving their pick to the Bears, so they don't care. It makes but no difference to yeah, them. i gonna say, go get, go get yourselves a fucking, uh, what's the homie's name, Caleb Williams, or mm-hmm. the other dude, and just just start over, man, y'all. This Justin Fields thing in Chicago ain't working. Hopefully, he can go
0: be a beast somewhere else. But that's my advice to them. Gotta love it, man. Two bums from Canada giving out advice to NFL franchises. And that's how we wrap up season 18, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoy the holidays and a happy new year. And we'll see y'all in 2024.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy fucking new year prematurely. New year, new us. Big things at the bunt next year. You get me.
0: End it with a still for the homie, man. Still,
2: oh, still. <laughs> still. <laughs>